Holman, welcome back from a Daytona truck meet. How was it? I did not go to Daytona truck meet. I was at a eighth grade graduation. Oh, that's right. I was the one hashtagging where's Holman on all of our at truck show podcast uh, Instagram posts. Yeah, I saw the love from our listeners. There was uh, <laughs> I, plenty of uh, DMs and uh, people tagging me back. I, I saw every single one of those. Did you now? I did. What did you think of that? It was good. No, you did good on Instagram. Even uh, Even my wife. Uh, said, wow, Jay's actually doing something for the truck show. Dude, I was posting up a storm. Uh, you were. More, more stories, though. I uh, I like the urgency of stories because they only last 24 hours, and uh, I was just taking more of them. But I thought the photos were good. Did you, did you see them? What did you think? Uh, I did. No, I just complimented you. Do you want a second one? No, but I... I, I well, that was complimenting you, me on the workload, not necessarily uh, the work. I, I, all right. I am going to affirm you as a... Uh, Founding member of the show, that uh, your your work eth- both your work ethic and your output were uh, exemplary to the point that uh, uh, third parties mentioned such things to me. Oh, that's nice. Like then, third party, like your wife, right? And okay. then I said, "Yeah, no, I've been watching it, so uh, I didn't quite feel like I was there, but uh, I, I I got a sense for what it was like. I was I was sad." That I was missing it, but I wasn't missing the 98.9% humidity that was going on. So I arrived Thursday. I came in. I was uh, doing a little jaunt for work up in uh, the Minnesota area. And I was hanging out in Duluth, which is an awesome town, by the way. Uh-huh. I'd never been to Duluth before. Great breweries. That's, an, uh, that's, that's a and story for another curds. day. Yeah. And che- oh, I had some cheese curds in Wisconsin. Yes. That's where I had those. Yeah. I took a photo and sent them to uh, Holman because I'd never had cheese curds before. They're amazing, aren't they? They were surprisingly good, yes. Ah, see? They were good. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. So I had, I had poked fun. For for those of you that didn't know, I was like not understanding cheese curds, and they were on the menu, and I ordered. And the restaurant we were at made some pretty fine cheese curds. Except what you sent me was unlike any cheese curd. It looked like they'd been wire cut in giant cubes. I was like, my God, those are like the 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 echelon of cheese curdism. It was a great restaurant at our hotel, which if you're in the, uh, I think we're, we, oh, this hotel was in Duluth now that I think about okay. it. It was called Pier B, and it's a brand new hotel co-owned by one of the, uh, uh, the one of the principals at Amsoil. So we're up there shooting video. Anyway, uh, I flew down from that, went straight to, to uh, Daytona by way of Atlanta, which sucks, but it was, we, we made it. And I checked in and did my Thursday hangout with uh, with Jordan Thursday night, and there were trucks in the huge parking lot. You and I cruised the, the parking lot after, right? Yeah, we went okay. to where the uh, the mall is. One right? Daytona is the name yeah. of the mall. Yeah, yeah. And after the show, um, typically Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night after the show, about ten thousand lifted trucks pack into this parking lot, a beautiful it's mall, and it, it, it's absolutely wild. It goes from about nine p.m. to midnight, or unless they kick, kicked out earlier. <clears throat> so we went over there Thursday night, walked around already a couple thousand trucks there. But what happened this year differently, Holman, than when you and I were there uh-huh. is that I was one of Jordan's employees. I, you, I said, how, how, were you I, deputized by him? I, I although I didn't get my uh, day glow orange like uh, uh, cone. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, they weren't vests. They were those uh, super bright orange T-shirts that said event staff. Uh-huh. I didn't get one of those. Then you're not official. I'm sorry. But I was told I had to be up and at their meeting at six a.m. sharp. Okay. So that is what I did each morning. I woke up, I went downstairs to the conference room, ate breakfast with the crew, and then rode over to the show with Jordan, which we'll hear in just a minute. And uh, I got a golf cart. Okay. I got a freaking golf was cart. Was it an enclosed golf cart with air conditioning? No, but I wish it was. 
I wish it was I, for it you. It was also. so freaking. No, Friday was beautiful and muggy, but not that bad. Okay. Saturday was 105 and over 70 percent humidity. It was 105. 105 yeah. and over 70 percent humidity. I'm out. I would have stayed in my hotel room. I'm not going to say that some uh, some people were dropping because but of the heat. People were dropping, but they might have uh, had some some heat stroke issues. But <laughs> yeah. congratulations, Jordan and Patrick, co-owners of Daytona Truck Meet. You guys crushed it. I don't know the actual final count, the tally. But it broke all the records. Saturday at like 2 in the afternoon was a zoo. And and the vibe was great. It was really, really cool. So you clearly did not have a good time. I I had a great time. Except for Saturday night when we had to shuttle. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Because at 5 o'clock, everyone's like, get out. It's over. We're going to do this again tomorrow, right? Go home. It's like, we want to go home and take showers, the whole whole thing. The track's like, hey, get your fans out of here, right? Get get these people out. Time to leave. So I've got my golf cart, and I'm literally picking people up that are like, oh, look at the suspension in this truck. Get out. No, I'm putting them in my cart, and I'm shuttling them to the front door. Uh And I'm doing this, and we're all going. And then- the wind picks up and starts to pick up easy up tents and throw them. Okay. So now we're on the, about an hour's worth of duty where I'm we're collapsing tents. Where there's some tents that are destroyed. <laughs> we're like trying to fold them wow. back in. They're pretzeled and everything. And so that was we finally got out of there as the sun was going down. And, uh, and it, it, I had a great time. I didn't mind working. Uh, like I said, I was one of his volunteers for the weekend. So it, it was cool. You know, I, I love Jordan. I'll do whatever. Well, I'm glad that you uh, had a chance to go because uh, uh, two weeks ago you were saying I'm not going. It just all worked out. You know, I I felt like I should be there. I needed a vacation. It turned out to not be a vacation at all, but I did enjoy myself. And uh, the guys are very hospitable. And uh, I I think you should, you'll find an excuse not to go again. Because I've been four years now and you've been one. Uh, You've been three years and I've been one. No, I think four. Uh, Jordan agreed with me. I've been four years. No, I don't think so. You sure about that? Because this podcast has only been going on for three. Year one, we went. Uh Uh-huh. Last year, I didn't go. And this year didn't go. No, I've been. You brought your boy to one I, of them. I've been. I've been okay. I've been twice by myself. So how did that happen? Uh, COVID year canceled. No. Yeah, I was there last year at COVID, and you weren't. No, that was with my son. Right. The year before that, you weren't there. I was there by myself, and the year prior, you went. The very first How's year, that you possible? went. We've only been doing this show three and a half years. I. Th- I, I don't know. I'm in a, some kind of a time warp. Yeah, you are in a time or I, warp. Or I'm wrong, and I've only been three years. Right. You've only been three years, hmm. one with Quinn, and this year by yourself, and then I was with you the first year. I can't we imagine that this is scintillating conversation for anyone. Yeah. Pe- maybe there's people who know how many times we've <laughs> yeah, been I don't there. Know. We, we clearly don't know. I don't know. I'll have to go back to the records. We would have had audio from it. So what we've got on this particular show is a lot of interviews. I actually was out there working. I talked to quite a few people. It's most of the show. And I think it's pretty damn good. I'm proud. I think you're going to be stoked on it as well. So before we can get to that, we need to jump in and thank our the people that made the trip possible, which include Nissan. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the best in the business on the Titan and Titan XD. That's right. The Titan and Titan XD do have the industry's best warranty, but also include the optional Fender audio system, zero-gravity seats, the Titan boxes, heck of a nice interior, quiet ride, the most horsepower and torque in their class, if you're in the market for a new half-ton or half-ton-plus truck, head over to your local Nissan dealer or visit NissanUSA.com where you can build and price the Titan of your dreams. And I did find the Titan of my dreams at Daytona Truck Meet, which you will hear shortly. Oh, I like that. All right, uh, since we're talking about heat, did you know that uh, 
Durlas water pump timing <laughs> kits are available from our friends that's over your, at that's your tie Durlasparts.com. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be that muggy in a hundred over a hundred degrees, you're uh-huh. going to need a, a good cooling system. Uh, the Durlas water pump timing kits are designed to meet or exceed OE quality and performance with advanced innovation for more efficient, reliable repairs. All inclusive kit for faster, easier installation with coverage for nearly. 50 million vehicles on the road includes the water pump, timing belt, balance shaft belt, tensioner, pulleys, gaskets, O-ring seals, hydraulic actuator, springs, and hardware where required. Comes with a limited lifetime warranty. Water pump fan clutch kits and thermostat kits are also available from your local AutoZone or DirtLastParts.com. So you know what I didn't tell you is that the two things that Daytona Truck made, which I really won't be touching on in the audio, yeah. but are straight-piped. OBS Fords. I saw the one that had uh, 55 gallon drums as its exhaust. Oh, you saw that one, that right? Was a, yeah. That was pretty. Uh... They were gold, like spray painted gold, <laughs> and they, they and they had made like a, a like a 30 degree. So it was two drums side by side, and then two more drums welded on top at yeah. at angles like stacks coming out of the the bed. Yeah. And they weren't just for looks. It was funny. They were actually smoking. Like, they legitimately were working. Well, I mean, they just had pipes well, yeah, going I mean, into them. It was them. just like a giant chimney. Right. So the things that were, for whatever reason... That was on an OBS Ford, right? Uh, that one was, yeah. yes. But there there were a lot of lifted Fords just dumping right after the headers, which you will hear in the tape because I couldn't... They were just circling. What? Yeah, because there's the... As you recall, there's the Midway, which is like a road that oh, splits... are you saying that they should have gone to Borla.com for mufflers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish they had. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you are one of those guys who is uh, was prowling Daytona truck meet and uh, somehow lost your muffler along the way. Just fell off. <laughs> just fell off. You'll uh, want to head over to Borla.com where you can check out some awesome T304 stainless steel mufflers and exhaust systems with a million mile warranty that are made right here in the USA. And their exhaust systems have a no drone guarantee. Which those guys definitely need. Because <laughs> 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 it was crazy drone. All right. I've got one, uh, one exhaust note for you that I want you to tell me what it is. So what you're saying is I need to know your notes. All right, we're going to start with this stock exhaust. Oh, okay. All right. Stock truck. Stock truck. Hmm. A little chirpy. Pretty quiet. All right, and now this is the Borla Touring exhaust. You ready? Oh, we, you know, we've done S-Type and we've done Attack. We haven't done a Touring. Not in a while. A little throaty. That's so <laughs> <Not> so <throaty. laughs> Oh boy. Okay, I am gonna say. And of, of course, again, that's the touring. That's the least aggressive on this particular vehicle. And uh, with with Borla, even in the least aggressive mode, you get some incredible sound, which yeah. I think you'll agree with. I like that. Uh, so do I. Know your notes. I'm going to say that that is a late model 5.7 liter Hemi powered Ram truck. How far off am I? That is a late model 5.7 liter powered. No, it's not. Toyota Tundra. Oh, no. <laughs> I suck. I suck. Have I gotten any of these right? I think one. I think the very first one we did, I got right. I don't remember. God. That's pretty good, though. Oh, I mean, for me. Uh, It's five (laughs) cell. All right. Well, I don't know what to tell you other than you need to spend more time on Borla's YouTube channel listening to all the sweet (laughs) exhaust. I guess I do, yeah. I am pathetic at this. Well, I'm glad that you uh, found your way home from Daytona. Mm -hmm. No doubt you were uh, using Onyx. 
Uh, sure, yes. I was making my way across the country uh, using back roads only. <laughs> yes. Well, if you do find yourself needing that uh, type of capability, uh, you'll want to go to the Google Play or the uh, Apple uh, App Store and download Onyx Off-Road. It's a great GPS tool that allows users to adventure to new places with over 550,000 miles of roads and trails, including road and trail open and close dates and vehicular restrictions. The trails will show green, which means they're open, red trails, which are temporarily closed, and blue trails, which are featured. And featured trails have been driven by experts in the Onyx community, include photos, trail descriptions, and difficulty ratings. Now, are you considered uh, a, a pro? Would you call it a professional? No. Are you are expert. you the expert? Are you an expert? Uh, they've asked me to contribute trails. I've definitely contributed some stuff to uh, to Onyx. So. How is there a notes field on the side that'll say that uh, this was mapped by Sean P. Holman uh, of the Truck yeah, Show podcast? Yeah, I don't know if it says that kind of detail. It'd be awesome, but if it I did. do. I do know that uh, those who contribute, you can they definitely uh, call them out on the on the maps. Uh, there's 985 million acres of public land access across the U.S. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> and you can see your current location on the map even without service using saved maps premium starts at $29.99 a year for the entire country come on guys that's less than one tank of gas half a tank of gas on most of your trucks and a third on a diesel and elite offers all the trails and detailed maps plus private landowner info for $99 a year for all 50 states you can sign up for a free trial for onyx it's uh seven days and it uh, doesn't require a credit card. So head over to onxmaps.com slash offroad or download the app for your Google or Apple device today. Can I bring you some Daytona truck meat? Let's do it! The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman all right, Mr. Holman, so as I said, I had to get up at the butt crack of dawn and meet the crew downstairs, all like 25, 30 of them. I hopped in Jordan's brand new truck, and we headed off to the races. Hey, can I ask you what the, exactly the butt crack of dawn is? It's when it hurts to get up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> all right, we're in Jordan's brand new 20, is this a 20 or 21? 21. 21 Ford F250 or 350? 250, right? 250, yeah, right. F250. Day one Daytona truck meet. About to end of the speedway, man. It's gonna be surreal. Here we go. <laughs> now, Are you I, ready? I, I'm not ready. Now I just sat through your pre-show meeting where you're talking to all your employees, you know, the uh, the volunteers, I should say, in the uh, bright cone, Dayglow cone orange shirts. You got some comedians in this bunch. <laughs> I know. We do. Uh, we do like to have some people around us that keep it keep it light and keep a good mood, even though they do. They do act more professional than some of us. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, I love how you, uh, in the crowd of like, there was about 30 employees, maybe more, uh, that's going to be cruising around today on golf carts and helping people and making sure everyone stays hydrated, etc. Um, but there was a loud mouth in the group, and and he's got a he's got a quip. Anyone say anything, he's got something funny to say. And then at the very end of the meeting, I find out that he's the guy that's going to host the burnout show, and, and <laughs> like he's your MC. Yeah, his name's Matt. We call him Johnston. He's our... Uh, what do you call him? Johnsty? Johnsty. Well, that's his Instagram handle, so that's just kind of what we call him. But yeah, he's our hype man that we... That's what we call him. 
normally I'd be offended that you hired a hype man and it's not me, but he was doing a pretty good job of busting balls in the uh, pre-show meeting. Yeah, he knows he knows how to keep it keep it lighthearted and fun. So what's different about this year uh, over last year? It, it, we know that you've sold more tickets, that's for sure. Mm, yeah, so this year, the big difference is no COVID restrictions here. Being in Florida, we kind of do what we want this year. So ain't got to worry about all that. Ain't got to go around policing people to put ma- masks on and all that. Um, but there's the crowd that we're going to have this year is probably going to be the biggest ever without a doubt um, there was some talk that last year people were excited to be here obviously it's the Atona truck meet but there was some tension because of the masks I think what people thought they weren't going to have to wear them and then you actually did enforce that last year I was here I recall that yeah no that was one thing I really hated doing just because I I, I mean I feel like hey, look you guys want to be safe and you were complying and all that but Right. Yeah, you know, we had to we had to do what the track asks and uh, I mean they're the ones that let us the property so that we can do what we do. So we get we got to follow their word and you know what they say goes sort of situation. So we had to just, you know, please the audience. Gotcha. Now let's talk about uh, last night in the parking lot. This is Thursday night. There's no show going on yet. Mm-hmm. Describe to the Truck Show podcast audience what was going on in the uh, in the what was that the, the mall called? One Daytona. One Daytona across the street from the Speedway. What was happening there? So that was our pre meet that we did. Um, it was just a free spectator event, a place where people could go and, and not get kicked out of a parking lot for loitering. Um, they're kind of they're difficult on beachside when it comes to loitering stuff. So. We give them a place to go, a place to stay. As long as they don't act a fool, they could stay there all night long. And I think it lasted till about 10:30, and that's when people started acting a little dumb. And then that's when they started getting kicked out. But it well, was- that, hold on, that's when you and I got there. So let's cut to that audio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the mall across the street from the Daytona Speedway. You're hearing the ambiance of madness. Jordan, you okay if we stop at Ben & Jerry's ice cream? Uh, no, we don't go to Ben & Jerry's. We don't? No. Nope. They don't like the police, so we don't go. Oh, they're uh, liberal commie bastards? Correct. We are entering the parking lot right now, and we're passing a gladiator on a set of 44s, like super swampers. This thing probably has a 20-inch lift. There's no question that this is where you come to stunt. Maybe you want to, uh, maybe you're, you're part of Daytona Truck Meet, or maybe you can't afford to get into Daytona Truck Meet. It doesn't matter because this part is free. This is the Thursday night, the earliest that I've personally been here. Last year, I think uh, I came in on a, on a Friday. Year prior, Holman and I rolled in on the Friday as well. So Thursday, I figured it was mellow. Not the case at all. I'm in the uh, Holman. If you recall, there's a parking lot north of our hotel, and it's at capacity with 5,000 trucks. This is 10:05 p.m. and it's capacity. Now, this is something you don't see in Southern California. This is a side-by-side with a ah, 30-inch lift with mud tires. Just not something that we do, but it's so cool. Now, this is a candy purple paint job on this Polaris, and he has a starry headliner. When they stunt out here, they stunt big. There's no half-ass in it. All right, so this side-by-side is up on 26-inch JTX forged rims, and Holman... Eat your heart out. This Polaris side-by-side is not only up on 26-inch wheels, it's got custom-made billet portal axles. 
All right, Holman, so far, six trucks have passed me at Denali Curly right now with Starry Headliners. A lot of uh, fiber optics and headliners. Here's another one. So that's seven. Seven trucks passing me with Starry Headliners. Now, what the guys are doing out here that we don't do so much on the West Coast, it hasn't caught on, are the huge, huge, well, I should say deep wheels. So these things are probably 16-inch wide. The really wide wheel fitment doesn't seem to play on the West Coast, at least yet. And here, it's massive. Now, Jordan, I'm really impressed, and I think we've talked about this before, where there's an equal representation of all the brands out here. It's not just Ford. It's not just Chevy. It's not just GMC. Yep. It's, it's not just uh, Ram. It's a little bit of everything. It really is a little bit of everything. You got old trucks. You got new trucks. Ford, Chevy, Dodge, everything. Even the Nissans are out here. This is Well, look at this OBS Ford. How cool. Go. Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. Everyone's going to the OBS style. They yeah. want oh, to yeah. do a little throwback. His wheels are no, those aren't good wheels. No. I like his midnight blue paint job with those what wheels. About the, bumper, the custom bumper, diamond plate, <laughs> diamond plate custom bumper, very square, yeah. no round corners on that thing right there. <laughs> got a Ford with a six four in it. But then we also got Jeeps. I we but got this, a Jeep Ford. Yeah, there. some I don't know. The Jeep doesn't Jeep seem to fit followed in. Followed by another OBS. This Jeep is kind of stockish. That's okay though. It's still a Jeep. Yeah. He's trying to participate and join he is, in. He is. He is. Yeah. He's got the. Spirit. We don't discriminate here. Although he does have colored uh, RGB lights under the wheel wells right there. Very true. Very true. Now that's not a good sound. That Hold sound, on. Doesn't sound that doesn't good. sound good. Let me go over here. That part sounds fine, but when he rolls forward, I'm just listening to the underside here. When you roll forward here. Jordan, I, I can't tell if that was an exhaust leak or a gearing issue. Uh, a little bit of everything. A little <laughs> bit of rattle box, a little bit of rust. Yeah. <laughs> now, what you do see here is a lot of wrap jobs. It's not just, there's some creative paint, but some really creative wraps as well. Yeah. I think that's the thing here in Florida, because everyone wants to uh, protect, protect their paint, so they just go get a wrap shop. There is a ton of wrap shops in here in Florida. Truck Norris. Is this Truck Norris? Truck Norris, yeah. And a girl in a lawn chair in the back, in the bed. <laughs> That's how you do it. You chill in the back, ride around. See, down here in Florida, it's, it's okay to ride in the back of the truck as long as you're sitting down. You cannot do that in California. No, you That's cannot. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Excursion. Oh, yeah, with a 6-0. Oh, yeah. At 6.0-H. At 6-0. I've never really understood, Jordan, the audio system on the outside of the vehicle. They want you to know what they're playing. They want you to know who they are and what they play. <laughs> the other issue with this truck is it's got the uh, the lean. What would you call it? Yeah, a hella lean and then the, the windshield. I don't know if we could say that on on, uh, on air. I'll bleep you out. Yeah. Shaq? Shaq. Yeah. I think so. There's no way he can see the ground in front of him. No, he can't see. Oh, 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 oh of course. Oh, the tailgate leaning back. He's got the tailgate leaning back. He's got the beads. He's got beads hanging from his trailer hitch. Why do we not have beads? We do hey, need look. beads. Toyota. Tundra. What's wrong with a Tundra? It's got no bumper. We don't discriminate here. The Tundra has no bumper. Wait, what was that? Full custom box. Full custom box in the back. It was a plywood. It was a pl <laughs> the whole back seat was plywood. Oh, back seat was plywood. <laughs> oh my god, it's only getting better. All right, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna fess up. Money, I did money well wasted. 
Oh yeah. So on his track bars, he's got laser uh, engraved "Money Well Wasted" on the track oh, yeah, bars. Stock ass F one fifty. And it's an old F one fifty too. That's like from the nineties, right there. Yep. Well, listen, I got to be honest with you guys. I did not expect to be recording. <laughs> I was over here having dinner with Jordan. He's like, "Oh, let's go to check out the parking lot on Thursday night." I think, "Oh, it might be a couple of cars." Hey, it's, it's, it's dinner and a show. Dinner and a show. It is dinner and a show. Yeah, and I didn't have to pay extra to get it. <laughs> So I apologize if the audio is bad. I'm recording this on my phone, but I wasn't about to miss it. I, I haven't seen as many stacks this year, though. I, I've got one coming out. What is this, a 7.3 or a 6.0? Yeah, 6.0. 6 blow. 6, 6.0. Yeah, he's got a stack coming out of the bed. in his uh, username, but not this guy. Yeah. So we got Silverado, Gasser, CST lift. Oh, oh snap. This, he's, got, he's got tubes. He wants you to know. This is a GMC oh, with a leaf. <laughs> he's got a nice pipe on a, uh, is that a six liter engine in that uh, single cab? More than GMC? Likely. More than yeah. likely. I was waiting for him to peel out, you know? Yeah. Light him up. He just wanted to hit the tubes. That's yep. fine. Hey, you ain't, you ain't destroying property. We're good. I'm seeing a lot of LEDs. What do you call them? The LEDs that are in the wheels. So they're, uh, they're lighting up in the... Yeah, I don't know if that's PC, but... <laughs> no, I've, I, I bleeped it out. I bleeped it out. He said halos is what he said. Halos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halos for the that's wheels. What, yeah, that's what I said. We're going to read license plates now. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. we got a lot of LEDs on this Ford F-350 LEDs. right here. What do we got? Maryland. Georgia. Georgia. All right. See more of these LEDs on the uh, around the brake calipers. Virginia. Virginia. Wow. See, ain't nobody from Florida. I'm telling you. Look at this Tacoma. North Carolina or South Carolina. South Carolina. This guy's probably from Florida though. We have two stock trucks rolling past right now. Yeah, that's a Florida. Little embarrassing. Yep. Why does oh look at this? He's got a speaker oh, box in the bed. Custom blow through. That's no blow through. It's in the it's in the bed and it's facing us, oh, the audience. Yikes! Why would you make a sound system that you can't even hear inside the cab? I don't even I can't I can't wrap my head around that. We're watching a parade of really interesting cars here. We got a Navigator on a six inch lift. <laughs> With what kind of exhaust pipe and is he's that? From Illinois. Oh, and it's from <laughs> Illinois. Yeah, we got a lot of weirdos out here. Oh yeah. Oh, he got a little sideways with all the girls in the back there. There we go. Good Look at this first-gen Ram. Yeah. That's Indiana. Yeah, it's nice. The cops don't seem too phased by what's happening here. No, they're just kind of controlling the piece, and if something happens, and they'll they'll jump on it. Chrome color changing wrap here with the Starlight headliner. A lot of those Starlight headliners. Oh yeah, that's big out here. Pennsylvania. Now, his grill said official trucks. What does that even mean? I think that's an Instagram page. Yeah, he's from Ohio. Oh, official underscore trucks. Yeah. Got it. Oh, the, the purple elephant. Wow, dude. A single cab Ford yep. F-250 with a really interesting pearl. Purple pearl. Purple, purple elephant 6-ho. Oh, look at his license plate. Fat 6-ho. Yeah, fat 6-ho. <laughs> North Carolina. You got to like this Bronco. Oh, man. I'm loving the Bronco. Again, starry headliner the in a Bronco. The old school trucks are just the way to go. What is this thing? It's a Mitsubishi 
<laughs> with a lean. It's a Mitsubishi with a lean. Oh, wait a minute. It's a Domino's Pizza delivery guy with a lean. Oh. He was wearing a Domino's Pizza shirt. <laughs> he just got off of work. All right, give him a break. <laughs> it's a Mitsubishi Raider with a lean. <laughs> Everything is wrong with that truck. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at this. It's a brand new Silverado. Brand new. That's like a 21 with a lean on it. All red. Red everywhere. 5.3 track. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. It's no. a Tahoe. Not Tahoe. With a massive lean. His headlights are pointed at Mars. <laughs> He's trying to blind God. <laughs> Jordan, seriously though, with this Silverado camper special, look at this. Dude, this thing is sick. We've been talking about old school all night. This is just old school cool right here. Look, he's got the, the exhaust pipes coming out the side, so he's got. Oh the yeah, cut. so a cutout in oh, the bed. Oh, he's open. He's opening up the engine bay. Oh, he's got a Cummins in here. Oh, Chummins. Twelve valve pump out of a, a, a water pump. Yeah, what's your name? Uh, Colton Powers. Colton, tell me about this truck. What's the story? Well, it's a '76 C30 3 plus 3 crew cab dually camper special. Uh, the truck's originally from Everett, North Carolina. It's got a industrial 12-valve uh, P-pump. Motor's all stock. It's got a 47RE automatic trans. And then I think it's like a 5 and 8-inch drop with a flip kit. And then 10 lug adapters to 22 and a half or 22 milled Alcoas. But other than that, it's just a good cruiser truck. That's really all it is. Now, you're, how old are you? You're a young guy. I'm 23. This truck built way before you were born. Yeah. And so what is it about this body style that attracted you to it? I mean, well, you could have went out and bought a new truck. I don't really like Chevy trucks past the cat eyes. Every Chevrolet truck from about 66 all the way to 06, 07 is when I stopped liking Chevrolet trucks. New body styles are nice and everything like that, but you just can't beat the comfort and just the apps. Like, they just ride. These older trucks ride good. They're comfortable to drive, and they're really, really good attention getters. Everyone that sees this truck likes it. I mean, I, I've got guys down here that are 60, 70 years old that love this truck, and I've got kids down to like eight and nine that think this is the coolest thing in the world. And I mean, really, it's just it's such a neat truck. And these these trucks that are not rusted out and that are true survivors like this, they're just great trucks to just. To cruise in. I mean, they're just a great truck. How's, gonna, the, how's the interior? Let's take a oh, look. The interior is mint. I mean, it's, the interior in this truck is, is completely factory except for the dash pad. Square body Chevrolets are really bad about cracking dashes. The you didn't thing, even tint the windows. That's how OG I, you are I like, right here. I like fishbowl. And about the only thing I've added is I, I have one of my console coolers. So other than that, this truck's this truck's basically a, uh, a completely stock, just bench this seat This is truck. gorgeous. I love this maroon velour. It's red on red. That's red, the best oh, part it's red about on it. red. Okay, it's hard to tell. So. It's, you know, we're under these uh, fluorescent street lamps out here. But I mean, it's factory twin benches. I mean, that's the reason they call them a three plus three. It's three passengers in the front, three passengers in the rear. Right. But it's factory wood grain. Look at this. This wood grain is not even cracked after all these years. That's incredible. It, it's a fully loaded Silverado. So Silverado package, you got wood grain, and depending on the year, you'd either get wood grain or it would be a polished or not polished, be a, a brushed aluminum or blush stainless. But other than this, this uh, this truck's basically stock. I mean, in the interior, it's just com- it's a comfortable riding factory interior truck. Other than it being lowered, I mean, granted, I love you got the two tone, the white top, the red mm-hmm. uh, red I mean, base. The only way to have a Chevrolet truck is two tone. <laughs> That's now, the best part it had, about it. Now them. it's a camper special, as it says right here. 
Now, would you ever put a shell back on it? Or? I actually have a shell back for this truck. I haven't put it on yet. And I actually have a slide-in camper for this truck. No kidding. So I have a slide-in over-cab camper. But I'm, I'm in the process of remodeling it. If I would have had it done, and I would have had the pumpkin or the uh, my turtle shell in the bed to protect my uh, pumpkin from the diff coming through, I would have put it in and brought it down here with the camper. The guys I had renovating my camper just couldn't pull through in time. It was no big deal, but I still got the truck down here trailer. Right. Now, you're from Georgia? Yes, sir. So what was the drive like for you to Daytona? It was about... Well, I didn't come directly to Daytona, but it, it our drive is about six hours. Okay. Oh, that's not awful. So it's not it's not a terrible drive. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I towed this thing down here on a dual axle race car trailer. So it, <laughs> it, I, I can't. It's too low to get on a gooseneck, and it's too low to get on on anything like that. So I, I kind of had to. I brought it on my low profile now race did, car trailer. Now did you debate driving it down, or why why were you well, hesitant? I wanted to drive it down, but I ended up going to the other side of Florida, to the Gulf Coast. And staying there for a couple of days before I came down here. And the truck's great. I mean, the truck's a great cruiser, but I've gotten stuck in Daytona because my other truck broke down before. And I just felt safer having two vehicles down there, especially something I'm going to be driving around a cruise in and being able to keep my daily driver parked so I don't have to worry about getting stuck down here again. I tried I tried that a couple years ago when I drove a uh, 72 Chevrolet C10 down here, and it, it left me on the side of the road. It was a $1,800 tow bill to get it back to Georgia. Ouch. So I couldn't find anyone down here that had a trailer that was going back to Georgia that wanted to take it for me. So anyway, Cold, good talking to you. Dude, I really appreciate it. My name is Lightning, Truck Show Podcast. Hi, man. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. So thank you. It. Thank you. Well, I'm uh, going to tell you I'm not too happy I missed that party. And that was only from Friday night. Saturday night, off the chain. So Friday night, this guy didn't show up, but on Saturday, there was a dude with a Silverado truck with the bed tilted completely vertical, filled with speakers. The center section all were about eight inch woofers. And then on the perimeter. So instead of a pass through, it was a climb up? It was a climb up. And it was all lit up and changing colors, but all the way around the the perimeter, like, uh, man, it's like a a big rectangle on the outside were all horns. Okay. Now, I don't mean trumpets. I mean speakers that are horns. And it's tilted up and it's facing the crowd. There's about 300 people around it. And I walked through the crowd just to get a glimpse of what was going on. And when I passed by this truck, I had to plug my ears. I have never experienced audio from a vehicle that loud. And I've been to SPL contests before. This was the most insane thing. It was so piercing. I felt it go through my body. And the comedy was on the post that I put up, there was guys dancing straight in front of the speakers. Like it wasn't even, like it was no big deal. It was bonkers. I, I'm going to post up a clip just for this. Old? No, it made me feel sane because these guys were wacky. Dude, I'll put up the clip where the guy does a worm. He's doing a worm. The, the worm in front of everyone's like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was nuts. All right, I'm here with Ryan Mayer. So, Ryan, you, I feel like you're now the mayor of this town. I guess so, <laughs> unfortunately, but right, also so, fortunately. All right, Ryan has been a guest on the show. We we checked in with you, I think, when you were starting a Banana Ram yeah. build. And then uh, we, we recapped on the 6-7 Lime, your, yeah. your Ram. Both, yeah. All your trucks are Rams right now. Yeah. All right, so I want you to tell the listeners why everyone in this town is talking about you. Well, uh, which actually, you're not kidding. Now, there's a lot of people talking, and like even my Instagram has gone like way up. But yeah, no, some some girl like she she swerved around my green truck, went in back into the normal lane, and went to go around both trucks at once. I guess 
hit my rear corner and then sent me right onto the beach. I flipped like end over end and then side, side, and down onto the Okay, onto so the two days ago, right? Yeah. Two days ago, yeah, you arrive days. in town and you get your crew together mm -hmm. and you are shooting rolling shots of banana ram. Yeah. Okay, this is your yellow ram. What year is yeah. it? Uh, it was an 18. Your 18 ram. And you've got all the shots in the can, I could tell because yeah. you posted a couple of them, yeah. look really cool rolling shots, oh, yeah. which everyone does when they're down here, of course, yeah. they're on the beach. Yeah. And then the next thing I know is there's photographs of it all smashed. Yeah. And it looked like the only thing that was in one piece was the Ram Air diff cover yeah. on the rear axle. I know. Honestly, yeah. I know. I was like, if I had my 12 point socket, I was going to take it off. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we didn't have one of those. when we went No, to I, I, I'm, I'm just joking with you. I, know. And I can only say that because no one was hurt. So I know. You were driving. You had five people in the cab. Yeah. And you had one in the bed of the truck. Well, we had four in the cab, and the one dude in the bed who was actually sitting there, we just, it, uh, it sucks because we just switched because we did rollers of the green truck, and they were driving home. So we're like, all right, beach on the side. Let's get rollers of the, uh, you know, of the green truck. So we hot, well, we were doing rollers of the yellow truck, and then we just switched. So he was in the bed of the yellow truck getting shots of it, and then, yeah, just somebody who, I mean, just recklessly driving, man. Just Did she not stop? She sped off? No, well, we I never saw her truck after the fact until in the junkyard, but it ended up down the road. Um, when I went to the junkyard, strut was snapped, there's a crack in the frame, all the doors are like smashed up the side. <laughs> straight, straight pipe. Yeah, tire and all, tire and all that stuff's just you know deflated and all that. But it's so within hours of you posting that, maybe minutes, everyone had their own idea about what happened. Yeah. People that said they were there and weren't there, uh, all kinds of people were coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. It, it went viral, like yeah. literally viral. I posted something on Banks only because I made a little quip about. Yeah. You know the the div cover, right? Yeah, was know. still in, and I thought whatever. And I posted it, and it went bonkers. I know thousands of shares. I mean thousands of shares. People are very invested. I think anytime, you know, look, there are there are YouTube channels yeah. and Instagram feeds dedicated to like smashed Lamborghinis, yeah. things like that. But right before a big truck weekend, we see an 18 Ram yeah. that was coming down here to make its debut, yeah. rolled and destroyed. I'm not trying to make light of this. Oh, I know, I know. But, but this is, I mean, for, for your YouTube channel and your yeah. presence, this is, you know, the, the, the weird uh, silver lining to this is people are talking about you and oh, it's yeah. growing your channels. Not, I'm sure you didn't intend for that no, to happen. I did not. That was not the intention. But the fact that we're all here, you know, I said we flipped, we all got out on the beach and I'm like, all right. I looked at the truck. I'm like, I like, I, I mean, you're like, all right, that's wrecked. Now, where's everybody else? I'm like, because. I didn't know where everyone was. Everyone just got out and sat down wherever. So I'm like trying to locate everybody. Uh, he was actually the one in the bed. He got burnt by the stack. Um, and, you know, they were just laying on the beach. Everyone was taking their time sitting there. And, um, yeah, I said it was not intended. But, yeah, in the end, everyone's like, everyone says no publicity is bad publicity. But, you know, that just got sent everywhere. No, any publicity. Oh, wait, yeah. no publicity? No, it's no. any publicity is good publicity. Yes. Yeah, that's what that it Madonna is. said that, yeah. I think. Yes. So it's like, you know, I said it went nuts. My Instagram went up like 10,000 followers. And like even people, like even just today, I mean, the amount of people that come up, that stuff. So I got the... Yeah, I got the stack, like the, the pile of parts here just to kind of show off what I could collect. Gotcha. And what do you say to those who said you were speeding and you were reckless and there's no way you could have rolled at, at you know, going 30 or 40? <laughs> 
it's the end of the show. It's I know. catching on, yeah. I know. Um, well, let's say we had a guy in the bed doing rollers, so it's like we're not trying to do reckless things. It was, it was the other driver that's sitting there trying to speed up, go around, do this, do that, and like cut us off. They they cut, they went around on you know double yellow multiple times. And, uh, you know, that's the same. It's, it's not always you you got to look out for. It's everyone else on the road, which is nuts but and sucks. But How freaked were you when you literally, you were, you posted that you closed your eyes. Like, mm-hmm. you were just, you had no control over the ram. Yeah, I know. I said, all I heard was a, I mean, just like smack. And I'm like, oh, man. And I like, literally, though, I remember it swinging left or right, whatever. And then I like... Correct steering. So your ass end of the truck swing around. Swing around, and I think at that moment, that's the tire that popped off, because I think she hit she hit the bed side, like the rear bed corner, and the wheel, which kind of sent that going. And then when I, I, I'm, a, if you go back to the scene, you could see where that wheel sanded the asphalt into the dunes, and obviously when it hits the dunes, that there's nothing stopping it, so that's when it flipped itself on top of the dune, and then on top again, and then it rolled down the dunes. So, yeah. So when it landed, you were still sitting in your seat or? Yeah, we were sitting you, in our seat. You weren't hanging upside down. No, yeah, we were, surprisingly it landed like right side up. Just the axle was like 50 yards back. So uh, other than that, like I said, we yeah, we landed. I open my eyes, I look around, everyone's there. And when I open the door, I look at the truck. I'm like, all right, where did everyone go? That was fast. Everyone just got up and out quick. Oh, so, so, so to those people that said that folks were ejected from the truck, that's not true. Yeah, well, that is true. We had the guy in the bed was ejected and one kid in the back seat was. Oh, he was. Yeah. But other than, like I said, everyone's safe. Everyone's good. It was just, you know, it's, I'm just thankful everyone's okay and yeah. everyone's here. That's I can tell I'm you're like. still a little freaked. Oh, yeah. And you've told the story 20 times, I'm sure. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, but it's like I said, everyone's here. That's what matters. And at the end of the day, it's like you know trucks can be replaced you can't so it just sucks that you know i had obviously i had to be in that situation i don't want anyone to be in that situation but at least that everyone's here that's what that's what matters do you have any idea the condition of the woman that cut you off or hit you so she stayed her way down and we tried to have people that were like came to help me out and us out like walk down there look at her truck and she's standing there in front of her license plate doing that apparently trying to hide it and then at the end, because I mean, I sat on the road for six hours. I already sat on the side of the road while Highway Patrol and all them were doing their stuff, getting stories, doing this, waiting for the tow truck to come to get it off the beach. Yeah, you had to pull in a wrecker. Yeah, like, and, I mean, that, that, they pulled in that and then a flatbed. They, I mean, they, they, I mean, they actually, it was quite impressive on how they did that. But um, yeah, we were just waiting there. And at the end of the night, right when it was getting onto the flatbed, I think two girls walked up, which looked like the ones that were in the truck, and you could just see the look on their face. They're like, uh, what did I just do? Really? Yeah, which was just, yeah, because I kept looking, and I think they were looking straight at me, and I was looking at them, and it literally was like, oh, man, like, we we, we messed up. Yeah. So. Well, you're out here. Yeah. You're selling merch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. We're trying to have a good time, make the, make the best of it, you know? You know, can't, you, that, that, I, honestly, I can't say that I can't I can't stress this enough. It really is good that you guys are fine, that everyone walked away. Yeah. You know, the fact that oh, I'm just looking at your photographer where he was standing over here a second yeah. ago. He's walking around like he's not hurt. You know? Yeah, I know. So that's yesterday, really good. He, yesterday was a little more sore, but today he's, he's getting better. Um, I said everyone else, it's just a bunch of He's got a bandage on his leg right there. You got, yeah, yeah you got burned by your stack, you said. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and just like everyone else is, you know, scraped up, a little banged up, but... We're all good. 
And you know, what people have to say on Instagram, a lot of them are your supporters saying like, dude, this guy wasn't messing around. He built this truck in his garage over the course of over a year. Yeah. You spent a lot of time and energy building this. Last last thing you're going to yeah. do is go get squirrely with it and be stupid yeah. and wreck it. Yeah, that's so. That's what I don't. That's what I like about the internet, not about the internet. It gets messages and things out quickly, but also can get the wrong things out very quickly. Like as soon as I was on the beach, I literally got out of my cab, you know, sat in the sand just to be like, what just happened? My phone starts blowing up. And it's not it's not text messages from people that are like, oh, it's Instagram, 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 Instagram. You got tagged in this post, this, that, and the other. And then it's like stories left and right. And then I was like, oh man. So I let that happen for a minute, which I guess worked because I'm like, it, it got sent everywhere. It was like it was either I'm, I'm either seeing pictures of you or Kanye and his new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. You see that? It was you yeah. and Kanye. Yeah. That's I was like, oh, my God. Well, you know, like, and I'm not sure which well. one Kim Kardashian was looking at you or Kanye. Which I know. What's really, she mad about? I know. I know. So and then the next question is, have you been are you even have you processed it enough to think oh, I can even contemplate another build? Or are you still just in shock and you're like lightening your for even bringing it up? No, so I, I, the other day I actually found, uh, you know, I was just just looking just out of pure interest because everyone right now is like, I can't find a truck to buy because just the, the, the stock is so low. Every dealership you pass is just so low. I was just seeing what's out there. I found a couple things here and there, but it's like, I'm a, I spent all morning yesterday dealing with insurance till like, A, uh, an old, what is that, a uh, early 90s Ford with headers and nothing after the headers. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I just started looking around. I found some things, but it just, once I just spent all morning doing, dealing with insurance, so once they come back, we figure it out, do all that, then then I'll probably see what's available at that time, because even if I look now and I get a check, who knows when, you know, all that stuff could have sold. So there are a couple good options out there. I do got, I will have to be creative again, because that, that's just me. You know, do something different. You know, is it weird to you that when you started, it was for fun. You were building trucks in your garage. Just to show, literally, yeah. I remember you saying this on some of your first videos. I'm doing this because I can, because yeah. I think I can. So I'm going to show other people yeah. that it's possible. You don't have to pay a shop big money. You were powder coating in your shop. Yeah. You were doing all, anything you could do, you were doing yourself, which yeah. I really respect. Mm -hmm. and, and Holman and I talk about that all the time. Like, you were teaching a lot of young guys and girls that yeah. you can do it, right? Right? Yeah. You don't have to be a millionaire to own one of these beautiful trucks, exactly. right? Exactly. I think that was cool, but the flip side is now you're expected to continue and continue to build. It's no longer just for fun. It's I your know. business. It is now, and that's what's crazy. But it's also fun because I do something I love, and I can, you know, it, like even in today's like world, there's a lot of the same things. So I just try to think outside the box. What people haven't done, what's next? You know, I'm already thinking like, you know. 30 years from now when we look back at oh yeah when we were kids or we were you know whatever this is what we did like all these trucks and I want to see what these trucks look like in 30 years all done up in powder coat and stuff so I'm like you know all this stuff just came about I'm like well what's next so that's how I think you, you walk around this show and you're like well that's been done that's been done yeah. this has been done yeah it's just you know it's crazy but you know I enjoy doing what I'm doing and I, I, like I said once once we get everything back you know back in Ohio back doing what we're doing uh, we'll take the next one and we'll do it we'll do it better we'll do it better alright well Truck Show Podcast we'll be following Ryan Mayer as we always do mm -hmm. alright thanks Ryan appreciate it glad you're okay yeah thank you awesome. appreciate it 
All right. Well, uh, I know that people are always clamoring for the vintage stuff. Can uh, can you throw any uh, vintage iron my way? I can. Uh, I've got a cool F100 coming up. But first, I ran into the guys from Bedwood.com, and I'll explain what that is. Lightning, and I'm in the Bedwood booth right here, and I like the shade, and I love the trailer. This is awesome, but the reason I'm here is not because of the, the shade or the trailer. It's the retro liners in the beds that I see, and I have been following you guys for a while. What's your name? Jeff Major. So, Jeff, you guys are solving uh, a need here in the marketplace. A lot of guys are taking these old C10s, F100s, whatever it is, and when it gets to the bed, it becomes a problem because a lot of these guys are, 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 are good at fab work, but not good with wood. Mm -hmm. And that's where you come in. Yes, sir. Yeah, and we've got a product, whether that truck had a factory wood floor, like you mentioned, the old F100s, some of your older C10s, or a metal floor, like your square bodies, some of your other C10s, light model trucks like you see here at this show. We've got the retro liner product for that. It goes right across the existing metal floor, no drilling required. It gives it that classic look, just makes it look cool. How did this get started? I started it on a whim in 2006, working on a truck for myself like my dad used to have, and just saw a need of a choice in the marketplace because all you could get was oak or pine back then. And I said, well, people need a choice. You don't need to be forced to you know, put any kind of one, one wood for all trucks that just didn't fit. So I thought, well, people need a choice, so that's what I did. I, I created that choice, and then as it came together for the late models, people were constantly, man, I'd love to put it in my truck, but it's got a metal floor. So we came up with a retro liner for that. How did it morph from you solving a need for yourself into an actual business, by the way, with a thick catalog over here I'm seeing? At what point did you quit your day job and say, I'm all in? How, how long were you working at this? I've always been all in. Uh, in my first life, I'm a geologist. And I've been, <laughs> okay. been working as a geologist. I could not have mid, guessed that. Since the mid-80s. But I've always loved hot rods since I was a kid. No, but hold on a second. Geologists like looking at uh, gemstones or geology for like the oil and gas industry? Uh, I help tell people where to drill oil wells. I help put in quarries and mines um, and all the facilities that go with those. But I've always had a passion and a love for the old trucks. And so here we are. And yeah. what was your truck that, that you first started on? Uh, 57 Chevy. 57 Chevy. Got it. Okay. So let's go through the... Let's walk over here and so we're going to stand in the sun for a second. Oh, right here. And now this one looks like this, this African black something it's no no this is our new product it's called the carb our carbon series we had a lot of requests for black wood well there's not a good just solid black wood out there uh, you can only get ebony in very small pieces you can't get it in you know full-size places like you need for a truck bed so we developed a finish that's a black finish that we pre-finish these so when people get these retro liners from us they're 100% pre-cut, pre-finished, pre-drilled, ready to install right out of the box. They do nothing to put them in. It takes one tool. The steel strips, are, is it stainless or using aluminum? I see you're using some beautiful button head fasteners. Yeah, we're making these both out of cold rolled uh, plain steel. If somebody wants to powder coat them or we have them stainless as well. The greatest thing is that they really are, assuming you haven't you know, modified your bed, these will drop right in. If you have modified your bed, we can still make the pro a product for you. It's just a couple extra steps for us. So, all right, for example, let's say that I've tubbed, you know, I've, I've put my truck on bags. <laughs> we're, we're getting to the sales pitch in a minute. Yeah. I've bagged my truck, I've got tubs, and so the outermost planks, let's say, need to be adjusted to accommodate where well, these well, tubs come up. Well, what we would do is I've got some forms I would have you fill out. We would actually CAD design a kit for your bed based on the data you provide. So I always used to say, if you could read a tape measure, we could do the wood. And uh, then we, we may adjust those inner board widths to make it look right with the tubs you've got so nothing looks like an afterthought. 
We do customs every day. And we've got a full-time full engineer on staff just to do these designs. So, And how many uh, different wood styles do you have? Over 20. So I can choose the type of wood and the shade or no? Well, no, what you can do, you can choose and say, okay, here's the color of my truck, here's the color of my interior. The bed's the largest flat surface on your truck. So it's going to pull all of this together. So first I would tell you, unless you say, hey, I want something black, well, then we, I would steer you toward our carbon series. If you say, oh, what wood is going to look best in my truck? Well, we'll find out those colors, and then we can we can go right over here where all, you can see all these different choices. Now, the carbon series is not actually carbon. Like, you guys well, might be thinking... carbon because it's black. Okay. But uh, that's where it got its name is because it is black, and the carbon says I grew up in coal country, so therefore black carbon. Black is carbon, exactly. So that's that's what we got for our carbon series. They're all the same finish. Uh, it's called our Easy Seal and Shine. It's a high-gloss acrylic urethane. We also have a high-gloss water-based finish now that's amazing. These are all different species of woods. These are their natural colors. Uh, from ash on the one end to zebra wood on the other. And you can see the different characters. You got you know, leopard wood in the middle. I saw you that, that draw your eye, just some amazing It's amazing, grains. yeah. And so really you'd look and say, okay, what color is my truck? Here's the woods that's gonna look best with your truck. And you pick something that's got that natural color already, so you're not worried about compatibility between stains and your finish. And You also have this, uh, this E-Track right here. Well, that's called our Classic Track. Okay. We designed that a few years ago because the Classic Trucks had no place to tie anything down. And thought, so I thought, well, what can we do? So we married our speed bump, hidden fastener bed strip, to a VersaTrack system, which is what this is from. And that came up with the classic track. Just replace your outer two bed strips, and you have a place to tie things down. You got 1,200 pounds of pull strength at each point, and a, a kit comes with two of those strips and then four of the clips. Okay. And you just easily just pop them. Are these clips proprietary to you, or can I buy these clips? Oh, you can buy these anywhere. Uh, I got these from Max. Okay, gotcha. So, oh, cool, cool, cool. He, now your, your speed bump, as you're talking about here, this is a strip that is covering up the fasteners. So yeah, you the, have no hidden, fa you have no visible fasteners. That's one of our hidden fastener strips. We have the speed bump, we have the flat top. And it looks like this is polished aluminum or no? Yes, it's, a, it's been extruded, uh, bright dip anodized and polished. Okay. So, but we like I said, a speed bump, the flat top, and then we have a stainless with a hidden fastener. We also have a mild steel with a hidden fastener. Now, will you customize or do you shy away from customizing the wood itself? Like if a guy wanted to put a logo in his bed floor? Uh, we can do that uh, as long as they have the license. They can go to bedwood.com or give us a call at the office and we can take care of them. Whether it's a stock truck, a modified truck, we don't care. We can, we can take care of any of them. Have you, do you do new trucks as well? Absolutely. I guess. Okay. We have retro liners for the 2021s and back. No kidding. Yes. Oh, phenomenal. All right. Jeep Gladiator, you know, you name it. If it's got a bed on it, we've got a retro liner for it. Bedwood.com, guys. All right. Uh, we know uh, Daytona Truck Meet is all about the freaks that are there. <laughs> the trucks, <laughs> not the people. Yeah. Uh, we love Floridians. Them, them too, yeah. We love Floridians. Uh, were there any uh, freak show trucks there? How about a Humvee on tracks? I mean, that's... Is that freaky or is that cool? It's both. All right. Lightning out here next to a, a Humvee. And it's on tracks, and there's about 100 people around it. What's your name? What's the story? My name is Chase Matthews. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Prodigy TV. We uh, built the Humvee to do some of the most, I actually tested, like figure out what it's made of. And uh, last weekend, we actually drove it through a 10-foot pond, and it went down and made it through the other side, no problems at all. 
Now, when you say you tested it, I mean, the military has tested these things. So it's not like you're the first, you know what I mean? These things have been through how many wars? I just test it like everyday people testing, not not military testing. And uh, I just like having fun with it. Take so you're just like, I want, I'm personally interested in what this thing will go through before it breaks. Correct. Okay, and how did you come upon this uh, military green Hummer? So uh, I'm actually a Demolition Ranch fan. And uh, it was his old Humvee that he, he put it up for sale. I ended up getting it from him. Was going to do a frame off restoration, and I slept on it one night, and I was like, nobody wants to see you keep a Humvee clean. So we uh, ended up pretty much taking the wheels and tires off, putting tracks on it, fording the motor, uh, turret top with a actual mounting or a um, functional 1919, and... Uh, just had fun with it that's that's where it came from so the gun on top is functional well for shows it's a prop that we have the real deal we can put on when we go out into you know plenty of plenty of area to have fun in right now where are you guys from atlanta georgia so you got you got some land out by it yeah we got can have some fun on we usually come down here to florida though because that's where it's more fun at because <laughs> uh, that's where the lawless behavior happens <laughs> yeah exactly that's <laughs> right yeah. what what's the plan for the truck uh I don't know. I guess we take it day by day. So I thought about driving into the ocean this weekend, honestly, but I'm not sure what the uh, Coastal Guard or Coast Guard would think about that. You know what? I, I don't know. I mean, we've all seen the other YouTube channels that have done that, right? And at the end of the day, if you, I could probably argue that if you're not losing, you know, diesel fuel or oil into the ocean, you'd be okay. But how do you prove that? I don't know. You're going to get fined. I mean, you could almost guarantee it. Yeah, I do expect to find if I do it, but it'd be fun to do it though. Not, not, not. So the other channel, I know who you're talking about. He went way out into the uh, Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, I, he almost hit a bridge. We're talking about whist whistling diesel. Everyone's seen the video. It's got a gazillion views, right? <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. So I don't want to go out that deep. I just want to go out to maybe, maybe the windshield and then turn it around and come back to the shore. Now, oh, oh, go to the windshield. Okay, you're not talking about floating it. No, I'm talking about driving it, like tracks on sand okay the, the motor is waterproof so i didn't see a, a snorkel on that thing is there yeah there's oh, there is i didn't yeah. see it okay the, the, the exhaust comes out over the hood the snorkel comes over the hood gotcha so as long as we're windshield deep no waves we should be safe i always want to start a youtube channel and uh the truck came up for sale i thought it was a perfect opp opportunity to get it and build it so bought it from matt and uh yeah, that, that channel's blown up, Demolition Ranch. It just hit 10 million subs. It's it's incredible how he was just building a house, you know, building a house, doing guns, you know, all, all just regular American stuff. But he's really good. If you don't follow Demolition Ranch, it's a really entertaining channel. And uh, I think I tuned in a few episodes to him before he made that bunker, right? He's got some crazy steel uh, the cement bunker that he's built to keep his guns in or something under his new house. Yeah, I, th I think so. Something like that. It's like enforced with concrete and steel. Right. Maybe I need one. I don't know. <laughs> you, you might. You might. Yeah. But dude, if you park a Humvee in front of your house with a, with the uh, the gun on the turret, <laughs> no, you don't need to, to, to hide any of your stuff. People are going to steer way clear. Yeah, my HOA hates it. Oh, do you park it right now in front of in a housing tract? Well, it was it stayed it was in my driveway, and I had to move it. And now it stays at the shop because they didn't like it sitting in front of my house. They called it an eyesore and all that good stuff. So I don't I don't know why you can't I don't know how you can't not like it. That's the thing. 
It's like, I just drove it home from work. What's your work? I can't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, where can we follow you? You said Prodigy TV? Yep, that's my uh, Instagram and YouTube channel. And what does that mean? Are you a child prodigy of something? Do you play the violin we're going to find out about? <laughs> no, so I actually I own a roofing company too, and it's called Prodigy Roofing. I've had it for three and a half years now, and uh, when I decided to start my YouTube channel, I just it just like popped there, and I just kept it, and that was it. So the YouTube channel Prodigy TV is about roofing, like how to, uh, or is it about vehicles? No, it's a, it's a truck channel. It's okay. a truck channel. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just I own a roofing company, and it just kind of flowed off the tongue, so we just named the channel Prodigy TV. Awesome. We will definitely check it out. Thanks for being on the Truck Show podcast and having that cool Hummer on tracks. Cool. Appreciate it, man. So now you said they broke records with uh, with people and in attendance. Was the vendor show area, uh, was it bigger than when I was there with you? Massive. Massive. Really? Probably 50% bigger. Okay. Uh, do you remember where you and I had lunch? We had our uh, grilled cheese sandwiches I, yeah, I or whatever they were? I was just going to say, I had it at the grilled cheese truck. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that that part now is all vendors as well. Uh, so where do you eat? Uh, yeah, well, they, they scooted the food trucks down a little bit okay. towards towards the uh, the lake in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Nitto was there and whatnot. I ran into these, these super cool guys and I learned a lot. At Headlight Revolution. Lightning standing in the Headlight Revolution booth. Now, this one I'm particularly fond of because I see a Morimoto logo on the tent here. And I've personally run Morimoto's in, let's see, I run Morimoto's in my 2008 Duramax, in my 2003 Duramax, and my Mini Cooper, my 05 Mini Cooper S, on all three. So I feel like I know you. Yes, uh, Morimoto's great. They're tagline of course is the benchmark in automotive lighting and we think that's true everybody seems to copy and follow everything that they do but here at headlight revolution we do more than just morimoto uh at first we the very first thing about what we do is we like to educate people there's a lot of products out there in the world of lighting for headlights tail lights fog lights off-road lights accessory lights utv boat lights industrial lights and we i started this company about 15 years ago because I didn't like the fact that everybody out there was just saying, oh, yeah, my stuff's the best. My stuff's the best. Wait, wait, pause, pause. Whoa, whoa, so whoa, I'm, whoa. I'm, I'm talking to the owner. Yes. I'm What's a, your name? I'm Chris Nelson, the founder of Headlight Revolution. Uh, we've merged with some other companies. So now today I'm the CMO. Um, but I'm still in the same chair that I was when we uh, did the deal. But... First off, hold on. Putting this down, shaking your hand. Yes, sir. There we go. All right. I, I mean, honestly... We, on the Truck Show Podcast, we're fans of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, yes, we talk to the CEOs of the big, you know, four auto yeah. manufacturers. We talk to club presidents, the whole thing. But one of, Holm and I, our, our favorite type of person to interview are entrepreneurs. So, about 15 years ago, I wanted to sell lights because I couldn't find, I, I couldn't, I didn't want to afford what everybody was selling. It was, what, you, what were you driving? Uh, <laughs> oh God. No, no, seriously, what are you kidding? There's no way. I, I, had, I already admitted I had, I'm driving a Cooper. I had two cars. I had a 1986 Pontiac Fiero GT. Oh my gosh. And a 2005 Nissan 350Z. And so I wanted lights for my cars and everybody that had stuff, it was like, it was a long time ago. So not a lot of things were out there and where I used to live, there wasn't a lot of options. So I figured out how to source the stuff. I tested it. I found the stuff that I thought was the best. And then all my friends wanted it too. And boom, the business was built. And it just kind of took off. Uh, in about 2009, we started doing truck lighting. And that's when Headlight Revolution was born. And that just absolutely exploded. So we partnered with all the big brands. Uh, Morimoto, GTR Lighting, Xenon Depot, SV4, Profile, 
uh, I mean, every brand of lighting you can think of, we've got on our store. And then our videos, we have 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. We have the biggest uh, truck-specific lighting channel in the world. And we take a vehicle, we get it in the shop, we try all this stuff that we sell, we test it out. And here at Headlight Revolution, we do lighting better because we test. And we don't recommend a product for your vehicle unless we got it in the studio, we tested it, we took the pictures, and it's if I owned your truck, that's what I would install. So that's how we do things. We got a couple favorite brands, but at the end of the day, we are uh, automotive enthusiast advocates. I don't want to sell you something unless I know it's going to work well because you work your ass off for your money, and so do I, and I don't want to get ripped off. And I see a lot of people getting ripped off in lighting. So these are your brands or you're not your brands under your roof? I mean, are some, some are, some aren't. I started GTR Lighting and SV4, okay. and then we got a bunch of others that we resell. Okay. We're, we're some of the biggest dealers for Alpha Rex, for Dial Dynamics, for Vision X, for KC Highlights, Baja Designs, uh, and we're located in Atlanta, Georgia, and we ship all over the world. That seems to be the hub these days. Atlanta. Yes, yes, it it's is. It's good for shipping. Let's talk about. I've got. Uh, I got a truck. And how do I know what I need for my truck? Do you have a year make model lookup? We do have a year make model lookup. You go to headlightrevolution.com, put in your year, your make, your model, and it's going to show you a handful of things. If we've got your vehicle in our shop for the testing, you're going to see a section of products called HR tested. If you see that badge, it means we actually got your vehicle and we did the testing, and this is the product that we know works. The problem with a lot of lighting upgrades is even though like they fit your application it doesn't mean that they're actually going to clear your housing clear your dust cover work with your electronics so we figure all that out ahead of time now if our if you're no, vehicle, I like check engine lights I like uh, I like the little bulb that comes out on my dash that tells me that uh, it thinks my headlight is out when it's not I like can bus friendly lighting yes yes absolutely everybody does but it's hard to come by uh, there's so many vehicles with so many different systems like take the Dodge Ram for example from two 2004 till today, they've done like eight different revisions of their electrical system, and each one's different. And they're even different in the same generations year to year. A 2015 Ram doesn't work the same with LED bulb A as a 2016 Ram. So even if we don't have your stuff listed in an HR tested fashion, you can call. We got 26 people who do live chat, email, and phone, and they are all indoctrinated in this this philosophy, this passion. They've been trained. They know what works. They've talked to a thousand people just like you with your vehicle. So we can hook you up one way or the other. We are not the bulb company. We are a reseller of all the stuff and we work with each person to figure out what the best solution is for them. Let me ask you what type of testing you go through. So I've had various bulbs before I landed on, and again, I know you sell other brands, and yeah. you, GTR is yours, Morimoto, you're, you're obviously a fan of. Yep. Um, I found that they're the most, let's call it Bosch-like. Mm. Bosch, as we know, they make ECMs, they make really high-end, right. expensive parts that kind of set the benchmark. Yep. And I was trying to find something as good, without the not at that price point, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. And I found it in, in Morimoto, and I'm excited to try GTR lighting as well. But what type of testing led you to it? Like, are you just leaving the bulb on for 100 hours straight, or what are you doing? We do it a couple ways. Either we partner with somebody who owns the vehicle we want to test, and we get it in the studio. The first test is fitment. Does it fit? Does it fit?
physically install in the headlight? Does it clear the frame? Does the dust cover go back on? If not, what does it take to make that happen? When we get that, then we look at beam patterns. So we park the truck 25 feet away, we use a digital lux meter, and we measure the percent change from stock to this option. So the first benchmark is it needs to fit the vehicle. If that works, then we test brightness. If it's more than twice as bright or some other uh, you know, similar measurement, then we say, okay, it's bright enough to suggest. Because some stuff is less bright than stock. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's absolutely true. You're it's, right. It's, it's totally bizarre. So there's that. And then also we look at color. Um, a lot of people still run really blue headlights, and that's not good for brightness. So we try to find something that is more of like a stock kind of a color, just brighter. What's and, the, uh, in Kelvin, what's the most popular? Is it like 5,500K? Yeah, yeah. 5,000K or 6,000K, depending on your, your fancy. Now, a lot of people also run yellow, like a 3,000K for fog lights. Um, gone are the days of 8,000K, 10,000K, 12,000K. Generally speaking, if you see somebody running that, it's because they didn't understand that the higher number doesn't mean brightness, it means color. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, most people would prefer like a 5,000 or a 6,000K color. After that, we run the vehicle. We put it through its paces. The Dodge Ram, for example, you have to go for at least half an hour for the system to do a status check and kind of recycle things. But uh, a lot of vehicles, you'll know right away if there's an issue. So then if we find an issue like a CAN bus error, a hyper flash, the lights turn off or something like that, we, depending on the vehicle, we either hook it up to diagnostics to see what's tripping. Um, is it a CAN bus thing that it thinks the, the bulb is out? That's an easy fix. We have a module for that. Is it a PWM function where it's flashing the voltage like a halogen bulb? Pulse with modulation. Yep. Then we can do a capacitor link or a PWM module. And so we just kind of figure out what works. And then when we have that figured out, the truck goes with the owner, they drive it for a month, and then they report back. Any issues, we deal with it, and then it goes onto the website for sale. What's the hardest fitment that you've ever had to conquer, whether it's for GTR Lighting or one of the other brands where you just can't get rid of the of the air code? It's easy. 2015 Dodge Ram. Such a huge pain. And it like it doesn't, like, a, tw a 2015 from this guy works, a 2015 from this guy doesn't, a 2015 from this guy, we found a fix and then it stops working after a year. Like, the, those trucks are just awful. If you have a 2015 Ram and you, like, really want lighting, good luck. I would say get a 2016 because there's something about those 15s that's just an absolute nightmare. So you can't, it's not just the housing, it's not the bulb, it's the way the ECM reacts to that's right. the voltage and the CAN bus communication. Yeah, yeah. Right. Get, getting a bulb inside a housing is always easy because there's small bulbs, there's big bulbs, there's, there's, there's pass-through harnesses, there's adapter covers, like we got all this stuff to make that work. The biggest challenge is integrating with an, uh, an electrical system that wasn't designed for LED because the halogen bulb uses a wire-wound filament that creates a certain amount of wattage, amperage, and resistance. An LED bulb is a circuit board. They're completely different. So we have to figure out ways to mimic the features of that original halogen light bulb so that the truck recognizes it as a halogen bulb. So we actually have to figure out how to trick the computer. Yeah, you've got to tell that there's a draw, you know, and, oh, and resistance. Some vehicles, you know, because resistance changes over time as it gets hotter, so the, the more hot it is for longer the resistance drops and some vehicles expect that so you have to have something that will really will, i didn't know what they're time. no kidding that's a big problem with the new ford super duties and we're, we, we've solved it but it was really bizarre how much is it changing? 10, 20% in its resistance? Do you know? Um, it's, it's, it's pretty significant, like 10% over 20 minutes. 
and it doesn't sound like a lot, but in no, terms it, it's of like a, that's enough to throw the ECM yeah. into a, into a tizzy. Yeah, it's like right. what what the the truck thinks your headlight burnt out. It says something's wrong. Shut it down. It doesn't want to short. It doesn't. It wants you to know that there's a problem so you get it serviced. Yeah. Gotcha. So tell me the, the breadth of the line from the, yeah. some of the oldest applications to 21s, I assume. I, th- there's not a truck out there we don't have something for. We're good. If you have a sealed beam headlight, we have sealed beam options. If you have full LED assemblies, we have LED replacement options that look cooler and are brighter than stock. 67 F100. Piece of cake. 5 by 7 sealed beam headlights. 66 C20. Yeah. Uh... One of the sealed beams is, I don't, I don't know that one. I'm not sure. But you got one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go on Headlight Revolution and find one. Piece okay. of cake. Find the uh, universal sealed beam headlights for those two trucks, and we got about 50 different options. How cutthroat is this business? I mean, there are, when you go and look for, there are a lot of Chinese companies yeah, selling this yeah. stuff. There are a lot of uh, websites that suck. You know, they, you just are not sure what you're really getting. And you're going to spend, a, a, for a decent set of, you know, uh, a, a LED or HIDs, you're going to spend a couple hundred dollars, yeah. and you don't really know what you're getting. Right. Uh, how do you feel about those fly-by-night sites? Yeah. Because because really, you get painted with the same brush yeah. as those guys. Totally. So that's that's definitely been a big factor of our business model from day one. Uh, the funny thing is, all of those fly-by-nights are now copying what we do. Um, like I said, we have the biggest YouTube channel in the world for truck lighting and LED bulbs in general. And I've talked to Chinese suppliers at SEMA, and and they look at me like a celebrity and I've literally been told multiple times we use the Headlight Revolution YouTube videos as training when we hire people to do sales and, and engineering because you guys know what people want so over time that gap has been shortened because people are taking what we're preaching and like building products but it doesn't matter because the biggest thing that we hear from customers is I am sick of my headlights failing I am sick of buying these things that I think are gonna work but the salesman at that company said are going to work and they either don't fit, I get an error message or the light output is just garbage. So what ends up happening is people buy something for 30 bucks, for 50 bucks, for 80 bucks. They do that three times and they could have just got the right thing the first time and been good to go. So we don't really compete with them. We don't want to sell like the stuff that's super cheap just to make a bunch of money because I don't want to take your money unless I know it's going to work. That's a race to the bottom. Absolutely. It's a waste of time. We're only interested in the best. Now on your YouTube channel you've got how to's yep. and are you talking me through I knew on some applications I can't remember what vehicle it was I had to cut a small hole in the rubber uh, you know the, uh, the the dust cover yeah. do you talk me through some of that stuff like where to perforate if I have to yeah we have some videos that are universal application like teach you in general how to install a pass-through harness in the dust cover but then we also have a bunch of vehicle specific videos where we do step-by-step and one of the things that we do differently than a lot of lighting install video channels is we take like a lot of people do like a like a three minute video like ta-da you now have headlights we we'd show you every nut every bolt every screw how like tips and tricks now this part's a little bit stiff so be careful make sure you do this so you don't scratch this i recommend you pull this and then do this you know so if if your vehicle is featured on our, our channel we make it really easy for you to like pop that up on your phone in your garage and literally do step by step so yes we'll show you that now i also see that you sell housing so it's not just the the bulbs themselves and i've done a couple housing swaps both on uh, on both my trucks i had one of um 
Uh, I think I had a set of spiders on one. Um, I can't remember what the other brand was, but they've been okay. One had some fogging issues, one didn't. Explain the differences and what we should look out for when we're doing a full housing swap. So over the years, we have sold all of the brands. We have sold Spider, Anzo, Recon, Morimoto, now Alpha Rex, uh, United Pacific, um, a whole bunch of different products. And what I'll say is every headlight assembly housing replacement has issues. An LED will fail, a lens will fog, you'll get water inside, you know, something will stop working, a projector will stick, even OEM. OEM is the best quality, period. I don't care what aftermarket brand you're selling or uh, what, you know, vehicle make it's for. OEM stuff is the best and everybody wants to get as close to that as possible. But in the, in the aftermarket, it's simply not going to happen. There is no perfect assembly. What we have found is that there are certain assembly companies that are less imperfect than others. So if OEM, you get like a 1% defect rate, some of the aftermarket stuff, you get a 50% defect rate. Some oh my, 50? We've seen it several times. It's That's why we don't sell all the brands anymore. Every two they sell, yes. one is bad. Just in case you couldn't do the math at home, guys. It, it costs us a lot of money <laughs> to bring that brand on and get rid of it. We we ended with a with a, a stack of pallets of dead headlights because of that. Um, you eat all the shipping. That sucks. Absolutely, it's 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 awful. So when that happens, it's game over. We're not going to even touch them again. Get rid of it. Throw it on eBay. Run away. And so we kind of go through this like cycle of. Oh of, damn of you! You're putting it on eBay for other people to buy. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got to recoup your money somehow. Like instead yeah. of a thousand bucks, it's two hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, Do you put? Is there a uh, hashtag could fail? <laughs> yes, absolutely. There, there should be if there isn't. So the, the only two assembly brands that we sell right now are Morimoto and Alpha Rex. And we have found that both of them are as OEM-like as possible. They are the best quality of any assembly manufacturer out there. And we've had by far fewer issues with them than anything. Generally speaking, now here's, a, here's a, an insider tip if you're shopping headlights. Just like the first year vehicle that comes out, the, the first year F450 might have more issues than a second or third year F450. So if you're concerned about that, don't get the first year. It's the exact same thing with new housing releases. Uh, what these manufacturers will do is they'll do a limited run after they've done all their QC, after they've done all their testing, after they've done all the, the preliminary prototype like on vehicle stuff, they'll say, okay, we think we think we got it. Let's bring in 50, let's bring in 100 and sell them. And then there's some learning that happens. Uh, and all the, all the brands do this. So like if you don't want to be a part of that process, stay away from a new product drop. Wait until the second drop or the third drop because all those little bugs and issues that you might see uh, get worked out. I can't say that about all brands, but the ones that we sell, we have seen that happen firsthand where there's some issues and then they get better and then they get better. I had an F350 two years ago, a 2017, and I had some projector headlights from one of the brands that we don't sell anymore and we went through four sets of them over the course of a year and they all had some kind of an issue and we just had to dump it and it went with stock headlights until the Morimoto's came out and those even had some issues at the beginning like the projectors rattled and three months later they said all right the new batch is in we swapped them out and there wasn't a problem since and they've been perfect so there's definitely a, an, an art to that now at this truck scene not so much our audience we have a lot of off-roaders things like that they just put in the headlights 
they add HIDs or LEDs, yep. and it's off to the races. But Absolutely. in this particular scene, a lot of guys split them open. They put them in an oven, they split them open, and they do a color change. They paint the inside of the headlight assembly so it matches the body color. Do you recommend or do you say stay away from that? Um, it's, it's kind of like it depends. Who are you having do it? It's really easy to screw that up. So it's kind of like you get what you pay for with that process. If you're going to go find somebody on a forum who doesn't have a reputation and they're going to do it half price from somebody quality like, say, RetroShop, which I have no affiliation with, but they're awesome, um, you're going you're gonna to have a bad time. I used Plain and Simple, okay. and I was very happy yeah. with his work. So it's, it's not a bad idea. The challenge, like if you're just going to do a paint match, that's pretty easy. The challenge comes when you add extra stuff. You do a projector retrofit, you add halos, demonized LED accents. That's the challenge. And the more complex electrical stuff that you put in there, the, the higher chance you have of something failing. And that opens up a whole can of worms because now you got to take the headlights off the truck again. you got to ship them to the builder again. He's got to get the replacement parts again. He's got to open them again. There's more chance of stuff breaking or getting I just damaged. thought about this is that when you're adding more elements in there, you're, you're changing the heat that's emitted inside. And it may be beyond what the, the actual housing was rated for, tested for. It's, it's possible. Um, oh, so that's not really a thing. I, I, I don't think, like, you're definitely adding more heat, but where the challenge comes in is you've got more heat on all the aftermarket stuff. The the factory headlight housings can take a ridiculous amount of heat. I mean, think about right here at the show, it's like 105 degrees. And don't remind sun, me. You know, so I don't think that the electrical components are going to really change that a whole lot, but having one LED strip next to another LED strip and that like heat contact, that could desolder some things and that could make, uh, you know, your, your LED chips stop working. So it's definitely part of it. People who have really wild headlights i'm telling you right now i guarantee you they get them fixed all the time constantly they fail all the time huge pain in the butt so what you're saying the, the takeaway is find uh, an assembly that you like a fixture that you like find the uh the drivers the bulbs that you enjoy and just leave it install it once and leave it if 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 you love halos and all kinds of lights like go for it just know what you're getting yourself into you have to love it like you you really have to be like this is my truck needs this and i don't care if it ever fails i don't care if i got to take it apart like if, if that's you go for it but just know what you're getting into it is not a perfect thing fantastic all right guys headlightrevolution.com really appreciate you hanging out with us today on the truck show podcast my pleasure thanks for stopping by all right, well, I'm still waiting for some vintage goodness. I mean, Bedwood.com was cool, but what uh, what kind of stuff did you find for vintage trucks? How about a slambagoed, patinaed huh? Ford F100? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not okay? Nope. Nope. No? Don't, don't care. What? Don't care. Can I play it anyway? I mean, I've, I've lost whoa, all, whoa, whoa, all wait. interest in wait, wait, wait. F100s. Can I, can I tell you what's in the bed of his truck? I mean, you can. It's not going to change my mind at all. Are you all. sure about this? Yeah. What if I said it had something to do with Dr. Pepper? Mm, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I'll allow it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, Brian, I was going to start interviewing you, but I got to wait till this uh, straight pipe to F-250 rolls through. I think I can hear you now. <laughs> I got my hearing back in over here. How do you back in over here, man? What's going on, Brian, from Fuel Off-Row? Oh, damn it. Wait. I'm from where? Hold on a second. Uh, Brian with Fuel Off-Road here at... Uh, 
Daytona truck meet, you got a great spot over here with fuel. Yeah, I'm loving it, man. We haven't been out here for a few years, so uh, glad to be back out here. It's a little warm for me today because, you know, I'm from California, but uh, just loving it, the people well, out dude, here. We're, you're, we're Long Beach guys. We're Long Beach guys. We're, we're used here. to the ocean breeze. Now, this, this ocean breeze is about 150 degrees, and it's 100% humidity. Yes, yes. Um, I had a couple t-shirts. I'm already on t-shirt number two already. I think it's noontime, yeah. So I got two more shirts to go ahead and wear today. So, But we got it all dialed in for the whole meet here. A few extra shirts here, and um, just having a great time out here, man. Tell me about the, the wheel line. You guys have grown from like a dozen styles to three, four dozen styles. Fuel has just exploded in the last couple years. Yeah, it's probably a little bit more than that. I mean, which has been great. We have a great cast line, a great off-road line. Um, we also have a chance to cater to our fuel forge guys as well also. So it's great with there. And we also actually have a fuel UTV line. So let me ask you, um, a guy who's in the in the, uh, the wheel market right now, he doesn't know what he should be looking for, cast or forged. Uh, give us the basics like uh, uh, wheel 101. I mean, if you're an off-road guy, a basic 17-inch, a 17 by 9 is going to be your basic truck right there, usually a 2 or 3-inch lift on it. With a, you're talking about a cast wheel? Or? A cast wheel, like a 17-inch wheel if you're like an off-road guy. Mm -hmm. um, if you're more of a daily truck guy with an F-250, you probably want to get like a 20-inch wheel, something that'll look good on your truck, and it won't be the same as everybody else. Um, and then from there, you kind of get into the more enthusiast-type sizes where you get your 22s and sometimes even a 24, and then from... Where, but where do I get into a cast? Where does... I'm sorry. Where does it go from cast to forged? Where is that kind of line? Well, our cast line actually rolls all the way from a 16-inch wheel all the way up to a 26-inch wheel. Oh, my Lord. All the way up. So we really do want to make sure that we really hit all the enthusiasts, and we want to make it affordable for them to get into that truck part of the game and not have to spend a lot of money into a forged line. So we do have those offerings available for everybody there. What's the strength like in a cast wheel that large? You're going to... it's going to be DOT approved. We're going to have have that ability to be out here on the road and still drive it like a daily truck. Now, mind you, a big wheel means a smaller tire, so you're going to have to wash those potholes a little bit more. But in most aspects of it, you can come out here and drive it every day and, and still drive it as a daily truck with it. So what's the new hot lick out here? What particular style should we be going on a fuel off-road and, and checking out? Um, right now, it's a little bit of everything. A lot of guys are doing uh, a lot of the actual real off-road, so a lot of like camping in Overland stuff. So you get a lot of 17 and 20-inch wheels for Jeeps and Toyotas and Chevys like that with it. So as far as the everyday guy, um, we got a lot of options with that right there with it. Coming out here at Daytona, that's the big boys. It's a, it's a whole it's, different ball of wax out here. I it's mean, the big if, boys. If, yeah. you're, if you're under a 24, you just go home. Ooh. Just go home. The starter package is a 26 <laughs> out here. The starter package is a 26, and that's the starter package. And then you're, you know, 28s and 30s out here with the actual big boys. But we want to just kind of come out here and show love to everybody. So we got the small guys out here sitting next to, to the guys with the big show trucks out here with it. Yeah, there are. I see a couple 22s, 20s, 22s in here. Oh, it looks like a, a set of 18s down on that uh, Ford F-250 at the end. See, they look small. Those are actually 20s. They look small because they're sitting next to a, a set of, uh, what, 20, 20, 24s with yeah. some rubber bands over there. That's what it is. Let's talk about the scenes because you're all over the country. Yeah. You know, you're, like I said, you're a California guy. Yeah. But you're, you're checking this scene out. Isn't it weird? I, I've been here for now four years. Mm -hmm. I still can't wrap my head around how different the scenes are, Florida to the West Coast, yeah. Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, California, etc. Everything. Everything changes in every different region. I mean, I'm a California guy. I'm also a Central California guy, so I come from the guys that have the smaller... Uh, 
the billets and the boggers, you know, uh, a 17-inch wheel, but I like that nice 17-inch wide wheel with a big old bogger on there, um, which is starting to kind of make that comeback a little bit more. Um, but then you get everywhere from your everyday billet and boggers to your actual show trucks. Those guys want to run those big 26s and 28 wheels on it. So a lot of these guys out here, our show guys, these guys are gonna, ain't, ain't going to go to dirt anywhere anytime soon. So they're going to be out here, keep them clean, keep them polished up and ready to go. A little bit more Midwest and back towards the West where we're at. Um, they want a more functional wheel that still looks good, um, but they still have a, a chance to go out there and get it dirty and they don't have to worry about um, getting that thing polished up the next day. So a little bit of everything everywhere. I enjoy it. I'm a truck guy. I love it. I love it from the nice 17 inch guys out there in Hawaii running the wide wheels on there all the way to these guys running 28 and 30 inch wheels out here. What's the widest wheel that Fuel offers right now? Uh, I believe it is a 16 inch wide wheel. So we have, you know, our 24, 16 inch forgings, uh, 26. 28s and even 30s are going to be for your forgings and then as far as our cast line um, the, the biggest wheel we'll have is somewhere between say a 24 by 14 and if you go a little bit taller we'll have a 26 by 12. They have a million styles to choose from. No, I'm sorry, a million and one. Fueloffroad.com. <laughs> Thanks Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate always, it. Always good catching up. Thank you brother. All right, so the next piece is the day one recap. This is the end of Friday taking Jordan's temperature literally and figuratively. Uh, did he have COVID? No. No, he was fine. All right, then play that clip. My anaconda don't want none of this. Oh, we should not, yeah, let's not finish the song. Yeah. yeah. Trucks hunt. Oh, my, oh, I like that. Let's do it again. My anaconda don't want none unless it's got trucks, hun. There we go. <laughs> I'm feeling a little punchy here. I had a margarita. I'm not going to lie. Ooh. I did right over there. Uh, let's go get one. I'll buy. I'm definitely down. Let's do it. Are you serious? Yeah, All right. First, I want to interview. I want to find out how uh, day number one here at the uh, Daytona truck meet's going. I think day one has been way over what we thought it would be, and it's going awesome. I'm betting around 15,000 people came in today. You'll least. know for sure tomorrow when you get the tallies? Yeah, about 6 a.m. I'll get that little tally, and I'll, I'll tell you the exact number. So update that tomorrow. You know. Update. Do I have to? Oh, yeah, I didn't get an update. I can't believe this. We update. went we halfway through the show, and I didn't get an update. Uh, give me a real one. One, two, three. Update. Holman did like a pretty nice one, the last one. I got to say, he's getting close. Yeah, he's getting he's there. stealing some of your thunder. It'd be better if he was here. That's for damn sure. Yeah, so all my tag, all my uh, posts have been hashtag Where's Holman. <laughs> you need to start doing that as well. I love it, yes. Do it on your on your truck fever, make it really small so no one I'm can see it. I'm definitely making a uh, post tonight on my personal that I'm going to make him feel bad for. Yeah. yeah. This is, I think I'm four years in now. Right. Yeah, you've yeah. been here every year. He's only been once. Once. Tisk. Rat bastard. Tisk. Tisk. Okay, so looks. I've been talking to quite a few sponsors. They all seem thrilled. Oh, everybody's happy. I haven't heard any complaints from any vendors. Everybody's like, even some that are like Nitto Tire, they're like, man, I don't know why we haven't been a part of this from the get-go. I rolled in. First off, that used to be a giant food court on that side of the track. Yeah. And now it's Nitto throwing down tunes. They've got their full big rig. Yeah. Their giant featherlight trailer, their semi, right? And they're flanked by beautiful trucks on either side. So that didn't exist last year. No, no. The, we added that section just because we knew there was going to be more vendors this year. And even, even so, we probably still could have added way more vendor space down there. But we just wanted to make sure it was good and set and, you know. And again, this year, remember last year we thought it was like the Ford Nation? Yeah. Not the case. Uh, I just heard, much to Patrick's dismay, your business partner, that you are now sold out of shirts. Yes. <laughs> we haven't even got to the end of Friday and we sold out of shirts, so now we're screwed. You're, you're forecasting. You get an F in forecasting. Yeah. I mean, well, 
See, last year we ordered like 2,500 shirts and we had, I think, like 500 left over. And we were like, okay, we'll go less this year, thinking, you know. That's why you've been wearing event shirts in all of your photos for the last year. Yeah, I got a plenty of them. <laughs> but now I'm like, I'm glad I got some before I got to the show because now I have some. Now I ain't got to worry about it. I didn't gonna... get a shirt and I didn't get one of these nice straw hats. That's why I'm getting burnt. We made a deal. We were gonna, we were gonna. I'll trade you my hat for your hat. The yeah, one you I've, can have my. Well, the one I'm gonna send you a freshie. All weekend. Oh, you yes. don't want my sweat oh, on that, your head. That's what makes it special. This oh. is the one that went through all the horror and all yeah, the. You know what this this one's got the 19 on it you know what i'm saying i got i got the that nah, whatever floats your boat jay <laughs> all right margarita time let's go all right okay waited long enough did you find a titan or not i did this one what's your name uh kendrick so kendrick what's up with this amazing titan what year is this uh it's a 2017 all right, and Titan what size? XD. Titan XD with the Cummins on it. With the Cummins. Yep, yep, so you got the five liter. How do you like it? Love it. Got a lot of torque. Got a lot of torque. It's tuned. Now, how did you... Oh, really? Who tuned it? Can't say. Oh, you can't say. <laughs> All right, got it. I, I know it's one of those tunes. All right, that's fine. That's fine. I got it. The EPA is not friendly with uh, certain tunes these Absol days, right? Absolutely. Gotcha. All right, let's say that this one is street legal. Absolutely. All right, 50 yeah. state emissions compliant. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about the suspension. What size lift lift is this up on? Uh, 14 inches, uh, bulletproof. Oh, nice. Our friends out there in Mentone, California. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Brian's a good dude. Yeah, Brian's a good dude. <laughs> oh, no, you don't like Brian? You had a, you've had issues with Brian? All right. All right. I don't know anything about bulletproof. I'm not familiar with that company out in Southern California. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. Okay. I've, I've dealt with them a couple times. Oh, no, it wasn't turnkey. All right, damn. I'm just hitting all the, the, the hot buttons here. No, man, you all right. Hey, look, it's custom truck world, man. Everything got to be customized, you know what I mean? Everything's got to be tuned. How did you end up with a Nissan Titan? Because I'm not, I'm not joking. This is gorgeous. So what is the color? All right, the color is Mocha Java Metallic. And then I have uh, Prismatic Universe on some of the parts. And the other color is uh, bronze chrome with, uh, it's called uh, King Midas clear coat on everything that looks gold. Okay, so it's all very complimentary. It's all tone on tone on tone. Absolutely. How did you decide on a Titan as opposed to anything else? Wanted something other than the big three. I like that, being different. Absolutely. I mean, that's the way to get noticed. That's why you're here, right? That's why I'm here. That's, I mean, I pulled over off. I stopped my golf cart. I got out. My lazy fat ass got out of the golf cart to talk to you. Absolutely, man. We went with um, R1 for the brakes. Went with Liberty Force for the 2816s on the 40s. Did a whole complete interior uh, redesign inside. Uh, went with the Leah Leather. Uh, yeah, so I, it's, it's, it's not the normal diamond stitch Aaliyah that I've seen. This is a kind of a unique, oh, it's the Titan logo in the stitching. It's very similar, right? Absolutely. That's that's exactly why I did it. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, and he's got the starry headliner, of course, in a, uh, a dark tan kind of a coffee. It's not coffee. It's no, a, it's a, it's a, it's actually a cowhide. Actually, it's a real hide, uh, Alcantara, um, the real stuff. Also has a, a five-foot shooting star in it, too. Five-foot shooting star. So every once in a while, a every shooting star will go across the sky. Shooting star will go across the sky. That's that's the hot ticket. So that's how you get the chicks in here. You're like, you got to wait for a shooting star, and you got to wish on it. <laughs> right? Hey. Whatever works. Whatever works. <laughs> how does it ride? Rides awesome. Okay. Yeah, rides awesome. Coilovers up front. Got the Atlas Springs in the back. Um, 
Icon shocks, so Icon resis. So rides good. Got it. Yep. And is it is it a daily or just show? Um, I I drive it normally. I, I don't use it as a daily vehicle because I have one of those. But I mean, the truck's not. It's not sitting in the garage all the time. I can promise you that. You got I, miles on I drive, it. Oh, I drive it. Now, what's your inspiration? How'd you get into trucks? You've been doing this your whole life, or is this new? What? I've always been. I've always been in the cars. Been in the trucks probably the last six, seven years. It's like my fourth build. Oh, so, what was before the uh, Titan? Uh, had a Dodge. Had a Ram. Oh, really? Yep. You had enough with the Rams looking like everybody else? Well, I made that one different, too. Okay. Yep. Yep. It was different. We took, um, we had an Eco Diesel that we did a lot of stuff to. An Eco Diesel? Yeah, up on big wheels? So up that, on big wheels. I'm just super stoked because you don't see, the, I think there are a total of two or three other Titans out here. One was lowered. One was a lift, but this this is the winner right here of the Titans for sure. Hey, I believe it. I mean, you're definitely this is in the minority of the trucks out here, and that's why it pops. Absolutely, that was that was the, that was the that was the goal, man, to do something different, not to have the same lift as the you know, not do a 250 or 2500 Ram, you know, just something different. Do, do people trip when they get inside how roomy it is? Like they oh. think they're like, oh, you got a Titan. They think it's going to be a smaller truck and they get inside and the back is monstrous. And I think people trip anyway just because the truck's so big, you know, to be a Titan. And you're no small guy. No, 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 <laughs> no, not a small guy. But yeah, it's, I mean, just the truck in general is just a, you know, it's a uh, XD, so the frame's bigger. It's just a bigger truck. So when you lift it, man, it's, it's just as just as tall as a lifted 250 or any other other um you know three-quarter ton trucks out there so that's that's what makes it a different truck because you don't see them all the time especially especially not this big right oh you did a beautiful job is there an instagram handle that uh, people can follow you along on uh country black 81 country black 81 absolutely got it oh i just spotted the train horns you did i mean i'm looking here now the sub box by the way sub box under the rear seat it's uh it's matched with the same aliyah leather it, it's identical i mean that looks stock your sub box looks stock and he's got the engraved platinum reserve logo in the sub box so that's a nice touch and then you uh color matched uh candy color match with the prismatic powder on the uh, atlas leaf so that's a nice touch the rear ends all done the, the horns the tank the tow hitch you even did your sway bar back there sway bars everything that could unbolt from the truck got powdered got it everything got it congratulations front diff rear end everything and got to give it up to Southern Off-Road, man. Ernie Southern Off-Road in High Springs, Florida did the build. Uh, awesome group of guys out there. They, they keep me running, keep me going straight down the road, and no worries. Awesome. Congrats again. Beautiful right. truck. Thank you. Thank you. All right, home. another one coming up. You'll never guess what I found. Should I try? Nope. Beautiful 68 Mini I'm seeing here, right here. A little mini pickup <laughs> truck. What's your name? My name's Dave Spinney. A mini pickup truck. I mean, okay, I'm good with that. I want to keep playing it because I think once we pass the mini, I'm going to blow your mind in what we get into. You're going to learn something in this interview, and it's not what you expect. All right, I'm ready. All right. My name is Dave Spinney. I'm from Fort Lauderdale. Dave, you have an oddity here. It is far and away the smallest truck that I've seen so far. I think so. It, uh, it's 10 feet long, weighs about 1,400 pounds. And uh, its original truck hasn't been cut. What you see is what it was when it came out of the factory in England, right-hand drive. So uh, did a little customization to it, put a turbo on it, nice stereo system, some wrap material, 
on it. And, and it's uh, funny because these trucks, all, the minis back in the 60s, my father has a 65 with a British flag on the yeah. top. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they've put like a, a modern day wide body kit, but that's how they came from the factory back in the day. Minis had um, what they call wheel arches and the wheel arches could be one inch, two inch or three inch. So on mine, I have the widest tire you can put on a mini. I have a seven inch tire on the back. That's 13 by seven. And that has the three inch wheel arch. So it gives it a little bit more wider stance. Originally, minis only had 10 inch tires and those 10 inch tires would be about four and a half inches wide. So you had three options to go a little bit bigger if you wanted to without you know modifying this is for the guys who are doing the uh the track racing you know doing yeah. the track yes exactly so these are yokohama track tires they're not really street legal tires but they would be for autocrossing at a, a track which they still do a lot in england a lot of cars in england now let's talk about so my my father's his 65 which he actually just sold it was a morris mini so it wasn't a mini cooper well so um, the, exactly so the name the different names mini was kind of the generic name but mini was owned by different companies so you had Morris, and you had Austin uh, Coopers, you had Mini Coopers. Mini Coopers tended to be more what they call more a nicer interior, more a little upscale. And then eventually you heard the name John Cooper who made Mini famous racing and beating people like Porsche with a Mini. And so today when you see a new Mini, which I have a new Mini, you might see one that says John Cooper works. That'll have bigger brakes, bigger turbo, more aggressive look to it, and that's based on the racing heritage of many. Let's talk about your turbo on this. What's the displacement of this engine stock? So this engine's a 1275cc. It's the biggest engine you could buy in a Mini. And what I did is, is since those engines are around, have been around for years, there are bigger pistons. So I boarded out to almost 1300. And then I have a racing cam in there from Kent, which is a, U, a, a UK company. And then I moved the engine up two inches and I have a custom header system to put the turbo in. And that's a Garrett turbo that would be like on a Mitsubishi. And it's a, it will be about eight pounds of boost. So it's something that... Which is know, a lot. It really changes the drivability in a little car like this. Well, originally these things had 35, 40 horsepower, but now with what I've done, you know, I'm close to 100 horsepower, which on a vehicle that only weighs under 1,500 pounds is a pretty good power to weight ratio. Yeah, it scoots. It scoots. My, uh, it's so funny because on the Truck Show podcast, uh, the subject of my Cooper, I have trucks and we all have trucks. But for whatever reason, people love to razz me about the fact that I'm a truck guy and I have a Mini Cooper. It seems too polar opposite, you know? But here you are bridging the two worlds with a truck and a Cooper, or I should say a Mini. Well, you know, definitely my son has an F-150 lifted, you know, four by four, nice truck. Um, I, I've had a couple of mid-range trucks like GMC Canyons that I've had and done some nice wheels and things, but nothing crazy to them. But I, I, I knew the truck market was big, and I also knew that um, I kind of had a history of this. My friend is from England, and he's restored them for 40 years. And so we did this as a project just because our sons were now 30 years old and not at home, and we just got bored, and we decided to do something together. And then I took this to the SEMA show to use as an advertisement for one of the products that I sell. Which brand? So I, I work with a company called ATEC. We make uh, tire pressure monitoring tools, and we're the largest company in the world. We make them for GM, Mopar, Ford, Mercedes, Toyota, Honda, Subaru. So there isn't a car company that we don't make um, a tool that works with those cars. So in this car, I actually, this pickup, I actually put in F-150 sensors in here. So it would, it would read like a Ford Raptor. 
So wait a minute, explain this. Now I'm, I'm intrigued. These are the, the tire, like a, the TPMS sensors? Yes, so you can get TPMS sensors that basically are um, generic and they can read to your phone like in a Bluetooth app, or you could have a display, um, a little small display. So some of the older truck guys um, that may want to add something, it's a pretty easy thing. You just change the valve out like you normally did, and then you either put the app on your phone or a small type of display like a radar type detector size display in your dash. What's the battery life on something like that? Well, they last about seven years, so okay. they're pretty good. Is that about industry average? What's an OE, an OE sensor? Yeah, an OE sensor lasts seven to ten years. Okay. So very reliable um, sensors will last a long time, seven to ten years or maybe 100,000 miles. And obviously we've had sensors now since the early 2000s, so people have replaced them on their cars, you know, their regular cars. What is a set if I have a Ford F-150 and I want to be able to monitor tire pressure? You know, I'm going to air down uh, to go on the sand or I'm going to air up if I'm towing. Uh, and it's a, it seems pretty useful because I can look at the pressure on my app, right? A ATEC? ATEC? Yes. So ATEQ. Okay. Um, one of the things that you can do is um, on these big trucks here that have larger tires, um, we can adjust through our tool the placard, which is what the sticker is in the door. So if you had a tire pressure that was higher than the original OE, you need to tell the car's computer what the tire pressure is. And our tool will, will actually make that adjustment for you. And that's really how I came to come to the show in the first place was I was getting a lot of questions on this from guys that had trucks and they were tuning trucks and putting intakes and and also when you change the diameter and the size of the truck you're changing your braking and your, your speedometer too so there's some other things to take into consideration when you're doing this you know and depends on the size tire you go to. This is amazing because I didn't know that there was this technology was available. I'm in the truck space yeah. and guys are buying flash tuning devices yes. to change their TPMS when in fact they might not have, and, and that'll void your warranty. Because um, if you go into your ECM and you change the checksum PID, your warranty is dust. They can see that, right? Yeah. That That is immovable. Uh, you, you can't get it back. Once you mess with your ECM, Ram, Ford, uh, especially GM, they know you've been in the ECM and they're going to void certain exactly. parts of your warranty. If you come in, yours is going to be a fooler device, is it not? Um, well, in, in that case, we're actually not doing anything that would change any emission-related things. So really what GM, Ford, and Chrysler are worried about is more emission-related type of things. So in our case, what we do is uh, basically through the industry standard, it's not something that uh, Ford or GM, it's something that tire companies. So if you look at when TPMS started, it was Ford with the Explorer and Firestone. And, you know, who was at fault? Well, I mean, you know, they had a and they adjusted the placard down and never tested it. So part of it is is that manufacturers want to test these tire sizes with their car for safety. And, the, and if you look at it, SEMA has a lab where you can build different products and test them on new vehicles. So SEMA is working directly with the OE manufacturers to get car get products that would be legal. You know, and obviously state laws have different 
states depending on if you have emissions laws and things. But I think a lot of guys uh, probably have a second ECU and swap it out, things like that, you know? No, so your device though, is it in line, meaning it, are my changing the sensors and the sensors are broadcasting something different to the ECM, so the ECM sees what it thinks are stock TPMS sensors and yet it's different, or are you actually going and recalibrating the ECM? We're actually, we're actually resetting the tire pressure itself. So if you had 36 PSI normally, the light is supposed to come on at 25% of that by federal law that's under the Tread Act. But if you went up to say a 60 PSI, then 25% of that would be 45. So we're making that adjustment in accordance with what the federal law says, which means the light has to come on at 25% of the placard. When you change the placard on your truck, you need to put a new sticker on the door that tells the tire shop what your pressure should be on your vehicle. So there is a procedure that is legal to do that under. And we do it with GM, Ford, and Chrysler. But again, how are you doing it? Well, we're doing it through our tool. And since we're an OE supplier, we were doing it the way that OEs would like it to be done. Okay, so you are going into the ECM. Yes, we're and you're, yeah. Okay, and yeah. you're, so because you're using an OE tool, right. even though they can see that you've been in the ECM, it's okay, it's fair, yeah. it's fair game. It's fair game because if you look at it, the, the car manufacturer or the truck manufacturer, if you bring the truck in, the warranty on the tire is not with GM or Ford, it's with the tire company itself. So if you keep your pressure right, keep your alignment and your wheels balanced, then your tires last a long time. If you don't do that, then you have problems, right? So tire pressure is the only thing that hasn't changed in the car in 100 years. Every owner's manual says, check your tire pressure every 30 days. Well, now you got a computer that can check it every day for you. So what I do is I work with customers like Firestone, AutoZone, Snap-on, different tool companies and things like that that are in this business with technicians and I train them how to do it properly and, and use you know one of our our type of tools that we have. So you're not consumer facing? Um, we have some new products that we are coming out with consumer. That's kind of a new market for us. We have one that's geared towards a lot of the import guys like the Subaru guys, the Honda guys, Nissan. But on the truck side, we haven't really come out with a price point tool. We have a GM tool that's pretty reasonable. But we're, we're making some newer tools that will be more smartphone based and you know things like that that'll allow you more flexibility um, to, to to you know, use our, our products and you know something that somebody could afford. You know, right now our tools for professionals are, are not you know not something a consumer could buy. Understood. Well, wow. wealth of information I did not expect to get from a uh, yeah. a mini truck owner. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's you know I look at trucks. I don't have any preference. Uh, you know, one day my guy's driving a Ram. My son's got a Ford. I'm a GM guy, so I don't, I don't have any prejudice against any trucks. I love them all. And and the main thing is is that to me, yeah, the, you know they're, they 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 all have. Uh, uh, the engines and they and they go forward and it's just what color you like they have engines for now for now for now right but obviously electric i just came back from the electric conference uh that's interesting what i learned about electric cars and and also michelin's got a, a tubeless tire that doesn't have air that they've been selling to the military so tire technology is changing a lot you're going to be able to get tread measurement on your tires soon so the the, the tread tire itself will be a smart tire and we developed something with michelin called michelin track connect if you look at tire rack you'd see this for like porsche bmw guys that race at tracks and it will tell you what your tire treads at 
So uh, no wait. So that has to be electronic. How? What? What type of sensor are so you embedding sensor, in the rubber? The, yeah, sen- the sensor's mounted in the tire itself, physically in the tire. It's not on the valve stem like the sensors. Right. So, so I imagine you have uh, almost like a little string of of little pieces that can break off, and as they break off, they change the resistance or something, um, right? I, it's it's more technical than that. So you have, okay. you have well, I'm a dummy. So, so I mean, you have, you have uh, three people involved to make this. You have a company in Germany that makes the software for like BMW and Mercedes. That that they make the sensor, and then you have Michelin, the largest tire company in the world, and then we have us with the tool. So we've we've put this product together, and Michelin is looking at this as the future of what they think a smart tire would be. It will have a lot more ability to gather information, and other people are looking at you know different technologies too. But basically, the tire itself, it could it could look at hydroplaning, it could look at you know when you when you're in bad weather and things like that. It can adjust your braking and steering so the tire itself is going to be smarter not just the computer doing all the work the tire itself can gather information we know that the guys that we're around are racers they want their tires to stick to the road so they can ride faster and so we know that technology or that you know mindsets there and consumers um, you know they'll benefit from it they'll have a safer product I mean tire pressure monitoring is a, a safety product like a seat belt or third brake light it's so it's designed to, to you know to make sure you don't have a blowout and you know get hurt and, and if you've had that happen to you know that's not pleasant so, and we also do motorcycles. We do Honda and Harley. Um, and right now, big trucks are starting to come with it. Freightliner and Mercedes are coming with TPMS. So the, the, the market is changing and it's growing in a lot of different directions. Well, so where can we follow? Do you guys have any uh, uh, on ATEC? Yes. Do you right. have a, a blog yes, or? Yes, ATEC, if you go to atec-tpms.com. And that's A-T-E-Q. Hyphen-tpms.com. You can, you can actually sign up for our emails every two weeks. And you can see our face. Facebook and Instagram. We have grown, uh, Emily is uh, our social media, and she's excellent. Sometimes she's at shows with me, um, you know, working with me. Uh, this show is, you know, not a business show per se, but other shows she's with me, and uh, she posts a lot of uh, the information and any questions you have. And we get consumers that come to that, so we can take uh, consumer questions from that too. So ATEC is um, based in Detroit, and we have offices in France, we have offices in Italy, uh, we have offices in Japan. Korea, uh, Brazil, um, Canada, wherever cars are made, we actually have an actual office. So we have 32 offices in the world and uh, we speak any language you well, want. Well, hold on a second. Cars are not made in Daytona, so what? So we have, obviously, U.S. Are, is our... Um, Where are you based? Detroit. I'm in Fort Lauderdale, but I okay. travel North America. I travel Europe, and I also go sometimes to Mexico uh, once in a while. But most of my travel is North America, and then I go to Europe uh, a couple times a year to see the technology that European cars are bringing uh, as far as, you know, the, what Mercedes and BMW want to do. Uh, BMW has a new tire that's pretty cool. You just scan it with a QR code, and it tells you the date the tire is manufactured. It tells you you own it and they know how many miles you got on and everything so it's like if you look at OnStar and and things like that it tracks basically all the information and it can tell you hey you got 10,000 miles are you due for a balance so it's it's there right now you're seeing more of this come mainstream and GM Ford Chrysler these truck manufacturers Toyota Nissan they, they they'll incorporate the technology as it comes into wow 
Fantastic. I'm glad I bumped into you. This is uh, this is really cool. All right, you guys follow along. Uh, it is 68 Mini Pickup on Instagram if you want to follow along. Or uh, ATEQ, A-T-E-Q, if you're into TPMS sensor technology. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. Well, I've uh, I've known you for many uh, many many years, uh, over over two decades, mm-hmm. sadly. And if, and if there for me, yes. If there's uh, <laughs> one thing I know about you, it's well, I mean, you're deaf now, but other than that, mm-hmm. what the vibrations? Uh, you know, it's like a moth to flame. Were there any big stereo systems that you could feel that that uh, brought oh. you in that direction? Oh, okay, car audio. Yes, I love the twelve volt industry. Uh, started my career selling Hawking car, car stereos, and that's probably why I rolled up on this crazy. Metallic purple Ford F-150 blasting ACDC's Thunderstruck. All right, that sounds awesome. All right, I've seen a lot of F-150s, but this one is insane. He was just rocking ACDC so everyone could hear it. And I'm walking up to the owner now. This is a uh, metallic purple. It's the kind of purple that changes color as you walk by it. It's kind of a chameleon green, turquoise, then purple. What is your name? Shane Parrish. Shane, this is an insane F-150. Yeah, it's been a long two-year build. Got 2,800 miles on it, about 1,100 horsepower, custom all the way through. Right, so I was just trying to describe the paint and the wheels, but the fact that you were pushing 1,100 horsepower, you got a twin-turbo setup on the 5-liter Coyote, correct? Correct. On three, system for the turbos, um, bottom end sleeved, been done. And we got a four-link suspension, one of six made in the world. Um, so far, that's been made for drag racing, so it hooks up very, very well. Um, so you've added a lot of weight with this uh, system. So the entire yeah. bed is filled with a sub-box with, let me count here, these are 18s, I assume, right? 15s. They're 15s, Sundown all right. Use. Sundown U-Series, 15s, there's six of them in there. And we're pushing about 11,000 watts to the back. All right, so you've got a full, not a walkthrough, so to speak, but it's a blow port, through. Blow through, blow through right? yeah. yes. into the cab. Now you've got a, uh, an extra cab. Yes. Although Ford doesn't call it an extra cab. What is it, super Ex- cab, whatever? Extended cab. Extended cab, okay. Yeah. So as you walk by the front of the truck, you're completely blown away by the base, but then you come around the backside and it's manageable. We can talk back here. Yes, yeah, because it's a port through, so it goes all into the cab. Instead of outside, like you hear here, a lot of vehicles, I designed it to be the inside, sound good, not hurt ears. Now, were you in the car audio industry, the 12 volt industry before you, or are you just a fan of car audio? No, I have, well, I've did it in the past, years back in the Mustang, the Fox Body years, you know, when we did the Kenwoods, but my buddy Dave Becker, he's huge in the systems, knows what he's done, he helped me build it. So okay. he's done a real good job. And I have never heard of Sundown Audio before. That's, uh, are they new to the scene? Have they been oh, around no, for a while? Sundown's been around for a long time. They're very, they're, they're more of your higher end really? builds. Um, very good. Where are they as, as compared to like a JL? Uh, they're with JL as well. It just depends on what you like. Um, I prefer the Sundown series myself. Um, the use because they're better for, I listen to rock and roll, of course, so I'm more into that. So the whole bed is taken up by this thing. Now you've got a, it's yeah. not a snug top. Who makes this, uh, this bed cover? Uh, sorry, I can't remember. You don't recall. <laughs> no, I don't. I've, I've, I've had so much stuff going on with it the last couple of years. I don't remember who it is, but it's the, they have the built-in NASCAR wings on them. So there's only one company that makes it. Um, starts with a G, just can't Gaylord. Remember. Gaylord, thank you. Yes. Yeah, they're Gaylord. out by us in Southern California. Yep, yep. Gaylord. That's who makes this wing or this. We just had this put on uh, last month. 
Oh, no when it came out, it just came out of the body shop. We haven't even wet sanded it yet. So. I mean, oh, it looks beautiful. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have known that it hasn't yeah. been wet sanded, yeah. Nope, yep, just came out. So we still got some dirt thing to do, but it's great. We now, are it. you a Ford F-150 guy? Is this your first one? Tell me the backstory. Yeah, it's my first one, actually. I've been a Mustang fan. I've built Mustangs, many of them, Mercury Capris back in the 80s, and uh, decided to do one, got online. I was going to do another Mustang, and I was just searching around, and what got me was SEMA 2018. Kurt Busch did the drift trucks. He did eight of them on the F-150s lower. That's what gave me the idea, 1,000 mil horsepower, and I said, that's what I want to hit. Bought one and went to town. So they gave me the, he gave me the idea. How's the drivability with the twins? Oh, it's excellent, especially with the four-link suspension. Tires will chirp between gears, but it just doesn't really get that loose. It is, it, is it mild manner, just daily driving? Oh, yeah. I get 15 to 17 miles a gallon E85. If I put 93 in it, I'll get some worse 2022. It does very well in fuel. Uh, that depends on your foot action. And have you dragged it yet, or have you put it on the dyno? It's been on the dyno. We turned almost 1,100 to the rear wheel, so it, but we haven't added the strip yet. It's only got 2,800 miles on it. We're still in... We're still working on it. We still need to do a final tune on the motor as well. Now, so. all in all stock internals? No, it's been sleeved, bottom half, and then the heads and everything are stock. So bottom half's been all redone. Uh, transmission's been upgraded, stall kit. That's all been done. Uh, aluminum drive shaft, style of aluminum drive shaft, drives, uh, drive shaft's put in it. Right. So, yeah. So this is a toy. I mean, this is just oh, yeah. a project. It's just a fun toy for me. I just have fun just going out and driving. Um, whether people like it, they don't. It's just, it's my build. It's so they clearly like it. You've got a group around the front side of it right now. The whole front clip is uh, covered with people. Yeah, it's been a pretty big hit here. Um, I was really tied between, you know, what color to go with when we did it. And I'm glad I went with the dark purple. We had a wrap on it before. It looked really great, but it got damaged. So insurance paid for it, and I decided to go go the paint way but what is this is a 20 this is a 19 to 19 uh, 2800 miles on it this was a plain jane xlt you would have bought for a construction company literally i mean it's just plain white nothing no leds no nothing and i did that because i was going to avoid every warranty on the truck i literally other than the pcm i avoided every warranty as soon as i turned the wrench on it right put the turbos on but i knew that didn't care that's why i bought a cheap one and build it the way I wanted to have it built. It's funny that you say that because Holman and I on the podcast are always talking about F-150s. Well, my thing is, I live in Southern California, and every F-150 that I see, at the very most, he's got a set of wheels and tires on. Other than that, it's bone stock, uh-huh. right? Good oh, right. You're, you're burning. You want to stand in the shade here? Yeah, yeah. My head's here. No, we can stand in the shade. Yeah, there we go. You're just starting to turn a little pink, so it's about the time to uh, yeah, turn, yeah, turn yeah. you over. I was pink last night, so yeah, <laughs> I got to stay turned over twice now. Exactly. So... The F-150s that we see are largely fleet vehicles. So when I see yours out here, it stands out like a sore thumb. There just aren't that many F-150s that are modded and then modded to this extent. You know, I see you, uh, they'll have a toolbox in the back or they'll have a set of method wheels and maybe they're up on 33s, maybe 35s and a small BDS lift or something like that. But this is bonkers. Yeah, it is. My wife says that, you know, my license plate should say OCD. That's what it should be for the truck because it's, it's extreme every which way. But it, it's our build. You know, it's more my build, but she enjoys it too. Oh, this is the wife right here. Yeah, this is the wife. All right. Well, well, hold on. Yeah. Let me see. Angie? Yes. Nice to meet you, Angie. You too. What do you think of uh, your, nut, your nutty husband's project? I think it's pretty awesome, actually. You like the attention? Yeah, it's awesome. It's and been getting a lot of attention on the so far. Woo. And where are you guys from? We live on uh, about 30 minutes south of Tampa. Oh, so that's not too far away. No. Yeah, I'm from L.A., so I'm uh, not close. Gotcha, gotcha. Originally from Ohio, we spent uh, nine, nine and a half years in Texas before we moved to Florida. 
it's gonna start. <laughs> Before we lose it. It's a mating call. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> what do you think of the show? Have you been before? Nope, first time. First time. It's really hot. Um, it's always this hot. Yeah, it is. And last year it was this hot and it rained. Oh, wow. Uh, but no, it's been really awesome. We really enjoy it. So a lot of awesome things to see out here. Have you been involved in any of the upgrades or is it just his project and you want nothing to do with it until <laughs> until you come to a show like this? Oh, no, I let him, I let him do his thing. He can, he can do whatever he wants. I don't really have any say in it. I might, you know, make a few suggestions here and there, and I'm like, take it or leave it however you want, but this might look good this way, but then again, you may not like it. So it's all it's all him, though. And the finished product, are you have happy to have it in your, uh, you know, your, your driveway? In the garage, but yes. Oh, in the garage. You don't like it sitting in the driveway for the neighbors oh, to see? No. Well, you don't want that sitting out in the sun all day long, do you? <laughs> I suppose not. I guess you're right. No, it's, it's a garage vehicle, so yeah. But I mean, still a daily driver, but yeah, I love it. I love it. I just don't let him turn it up too loud when I'm in it. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for spending the time with us. No problem. All right, back to the hubby here. So she yes. approves. Yeah, she loves it. It's uh, She's not going to let me uh, put it to the floor and let her feel the power all the way through the bands, nor turn it all the way up. But... You know, I respect her. If she doesn't want me to and she's a truck, I certainly won't. That's just it. It's We have the respect for each other because I want her to be able to ride in it and trust me with it. So Now, when are you going to be able to use 1,100 horsepower to the rear wheels? Uh, whenever I want to. Whenever I want to put my foot down on it, but I can. But you're, you're here, forgive me for not knowing, in, in Florida, I mean, they're pretty tight. I mean, they'll let you get, you know, 10, 20 miles an hour over the speed limit, but... There are a lot of highway patrol out here, right? State troopers. Yeah. So where can you go to put this power down, or is, are there back roads I'm not aware of? Nah, well, I'm sure there is that I don't know either, but Jordan uh, Racing Performance out of Ruskin has done a lot of, helped me do a lot of the tuning on it and some of the final touches. They, he runs a eight-second, low eight-second Mustang um, at the drag strip not too far away from there, so he wants me to get it over there with them a couple nights, so we'll go over there and lay her down on that and let it go out where we need to be, where it's safe, but... I'm not going to do it on the road and kill some kid and have it on my conscience forever. I drive it. Fastest I've had, it's been 90. Yeah, it was on a 75 highway, and that's it. It's, it. You don't need to go any faster than that. It's it's made for fun. Although I'm sure you get on the on-ramps really quick. Yeah, there's sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll go get a half pedal and let it know it's there. Yeah, and you'll feel it, but not to the extent that I'm going to hurt somebody. Now, when you get on, and I, I appreciate that, the, the respect for other, other humans. Oh, yes. um, will you pull the speaker box out of the bed? Because that's got to weigh 400 pounds. Well, the box alone weighs about 300 pounds because it's double three-quarter inch, so it's inch and a half wood. It's all, all MDF? Uh, no, it's all maple, real maple. Oh, no kidding. It's all the maple all the way around. And then each sub is about, I think, 68 pounds. You got four of those in there, so alone, you're, you're pushing. You're pushing five, 600 pounds, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's going to, you know, we're probably going to lose a second and a half on the, on the strip with that, the four-link suspension, big 24-inch rims, all the amps and things we've done to it and all the extra weight. You're going to lose a couple seconds on the strip but I didn't build it to drag race it every weekend I built it to take it on the track a couple times a year otherwise go to shows go to the grocery store go to Home Depot and just have fun 
Yeah. That's what the build is. It's an all-around build. All right. Do you have an Instagram where people can uh, see more of this F-150? I don't. It's just Shane Parrish on Facebook. Wait, uh, what? No. You're the one guy that doesn't have an Instagram? I'm an old guy that don't have Instagram, never had one, never used it, so I don't know anything about it. I'm, I'm willing to say that I'll start learning it, but I yeah, I don't do anything with it. So. All right. So if you don't mind, I'm going to walk around and take some photos and then post them at Truck Show Podcast. Please do. We'd love to have it on there, and I'll get on and like it, and then uh, when I, I'll find you on there, and I'll get my Instagram going, and I'll link up with you. Fantastic. All right. Nice to meet you. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we know that there's always people there with amazing trucks, but a lot of them didn't do the work themselves. Were there any fabricators or shops? Did you run into anybody who had actually built some of the trucks? Uh, yeah, let me skip around. So here's, all right, I got this one. Uh, I want to play Jason Worley. So Jason Worley, if you're in the diesel uh, truck, maybe you're into like UCC, you'd be familiar with the name WC Fab, Worley Custom Fab. Now he is an entrepreneur that I've wanted to have on the show for a long time. And so as you'll hear, I interviewed Jason. Is I'm, he going to come on the show? Yes, he is. I'm going to play some audio now, yep. but I truncate it because I didn't want to give away too much in this interview because I really think that you will love Jason because, well, you'll hear about it. Okay. As we fire up the recorder, boom, Jason and I were both listening to a uh, another tire explode in the burnout box over here. <laughs> there goes 800 bucks. <laughs> exactly. I am with the one, the only Jason Worley of Worley Custom Fab. WC Fab is the logo that you guys would have seen. And we're standing here with our uh, our sun hats, happy to have them so we're not charred. Yeah, it's brutal out here. So what do you think? This is your first year. You guys were going to come last year. I guess something happened. You didn't make it, but this is your first year out to Daytona Truck Meet. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, it's been a great event. It is our first time out at this show. We didn't make it last year. The reschedule had some conflicting dates for us, but uh, we made the trip down about 20 hours or so. We brought two trucks. Or we brought two trucks hauling two trailers and a total of three more trucks in those in those trailers. And uh, we got a big booth out here having a lot of fun. Plenty warm, having a good time. It's definitely a little different scene than the Midwest, a lot of the shows we normally go to, but uh, it's been cool. We'll definitely be back next year, I think. Yeah, so you're like a UCC-style company in that it's performance, right? And this is a lot of show, like a lot of mall crawlers, things like that. And at first you go, wait, how does it really fit into this? Well, um, can you? I feel like I can taste the rubber in my mouth. You yeah, know, it's like definitely it? definitely breathing it. And that's not a <laughs> euphemism. I mean, I actually, yeah, it sounds <laughs> disgusting now that I think of what I just said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it is a G-rated show. Cut. Yeah, no, 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 I'll leave it in, because why not? So many of your products are aesthetically pleasing in yes. addition to performance-related. Yes. Yeah, we've always, so the company started, I was I was all about performance. I mean, that's what got me started. But it's definitely morphed into and is becoming more of the show truck scene. And, you know, I wouldn't say my stuff is show truck, but it's clean and it works. You know, we work all of our trucks. They're not they're not well, mall crawlers. You wouldn't say that, you'd, you'd be wrong, because it is show truck stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's show trucks, but they work, too. Right. Um, um, but no, our product line is definitely a little bit of both. You know, we're all about performance. And at the same time, you know, the, the whole powder coat thing has been huge for us and getting to customize the truck and the underhood and make it fit what it is you're trying to build. I mean, that's, that's what we're doing. And this scene is definitely, you know, it might not always be my style, but, you know, we appreciate our customers and we love our customers and we want to come out here and support. And we've had a great showing. A lot of guys coming buying gear and that's what we love to see because uh, we just got a lot of fans out here and it's awesome. Yeah, you're selling merch like crazy. I wait, you guys don't know this. I was waiting in the wings on the side of his like giant tent over here in front of his, it's like 40 oh, foot in tech truck. Oh, another, tire. you guys hear that tire explode? Tire. It's diesel, look at the smoke. Oh, he's rolling serious coal and another tire went. Oh my Lord. 
That's a lot of money up in smoke. Literally. The wheels going with him too, I'm sure. He's on the rims, yeah. So you're over here, I'm waiting on the in the wings and you're selling merch, hats and shirts and all this yeah. stuff, which speaks volumes about the WC Fab brand. Like yes. you've got guys, and I was telling your marketing, uh, your Chris, marketing, Chris, yep. your marketing director over here, is, is that his title, marketing director? Yep. Yep. I don't know, I gotta read his card, he just yep. handed it to me. If you, if no one knew who you were, you wouldn't be selling merch, but that's the ultimate testament to your name being out there in this market. Guys are rolling up going, yeah, I'll take your shirt. They, they, as soon as they saw the logo, they're like, yes. I know who this guy is. They know the brand. Yeah, I yes. have his, I have his, you know, his cold side pipe, his hot side pipe, his intake. And we even got guys, you know, that we appreciate that, that still support the brand that might not have the product. Maybe maybe they are not ready to buy or they, they might not even have a diesel truck, but they see what we do and they like the stuff we build and they like what we represent. And those guys come into the booth and they're buying gear and they're happy to take a free koozie or keychain or whatever. And that's what I love. Like, it's just the brand awareness. And that's why we come out to these events because we, we sure as hell don't make money coming to these events by any means. Like, they cost a lot of money, a lot of travel, a lot of time away from the office. And, you know, we're going to be flooded with emails and phone calls on Monday but coming down here and getting to meet people in person goes a long ways and you know not always you see the owner out here either and I, I make it a point to come to a lot of events for that reason because people you know love to come and meet you and talk to you and have a conversation and it's, I love doing that. Is it humbling that people are paying $20 for a shirt with your logo on it? Yeah I never expected to see my name on so much stuff but it is pretty cool and it's it's a weird name and people can't spell it right but that's cool so to see the shirt walking around and going to shows and even before you set up and you start seeing your clothing out there you know you have haven't even sold anything yet and people are walking around with the shirts that's cool i love it so let's talk about your product line what did you start off making because you and i've been talking for years and i don't actually know what the first whirly part was back in the day oh man you're, you're racking my memory now so i uh high school i bought a i bought a pickup truck i bought a my for my first duramax i was 18 i bought an o2 lb7 you were balling if you had a duramax I, at 18 i worked my ass off i worked i worked 35 40 hours a week senior year of high school were you mowing lawns what were no, you doing i was working in a machine shop i was uh, running a maintenance department at a big uh, big factory warehouse working on equipment and uh i was building some stuff pipes and i built a twin turbo kit for my lb7 in 2010 and this is the day of the forums you know this is before social media really was you know took hold of everything and this was you know duramax diesel and diesel place you know around the forums and we're, we're selling turbo kits to guys and then i straight axle swapped my lb7 and uh i started truck pulling with it i originally bought the truck because i was motocross racer so i had a trailer i hauled around and mom suburban kind of you know didn't do a very good job of that so i thought i needed a diesel truck get a diesel truck you end up in the local truck scene next thing you know we're truck pulling blowing head gaskets burning up transmissions and start digging into it and fixing it myself and it all escalated uh the, the motocross racing slowed down a bit after that and we started working on more trucks <laughs> what were you riding were you uh, let me guess hold on you're not a suzuki guy i'm gonna say you were a honda cr 250 so it actually believe it or not i, I raced four-wheelers since i was 16 years old i was on yamahas ktm suzuki's uh, hondas i've ridden them all and i, I hung up the four-wheelers several years back and i ride bikes now it's just uh easier and a little easier going um several different reasons but anyways i, I raced four-wheelers and now i've got bikes and snow bikes and boats and snowmobiles all that good stuff you know we're just we're gearheads we're enthusiasts we love what we do i've got a shop full of trucks i've got three brothers that work for me we've all got trucks we've all got diesels we just we we live it we eat sleep and breathe it and it, it is it's it's it runs in our blood now, you recently made the news, you changed buildings, and apparently it made waves through the local uh, media scene because you got written up 
uh, I don't know, you're a baller in your little town. <laughs> it is a small town. Um, we love it. We got we, we live in a bigger town, a big college town. Uh, I'm sorry, the shop is in a big college town just north of us. And we've been in... We've where, been in where is this? Uh, DeKalb, Illinois. Born and raised in Sandwich. Yes, Sandwich. It's spelled just how it sounds. And uh, 30 minutes away is a big college town. NIU, the Huskies. And uh, we've been in three different buildings in three years. Four buildings, if you want to include mom and dad's garage where we started. And we just uh, broke ground on a new 112,000 square foot building. Uh, we're moving into the first of the year. Wait, so wait, pa- was... hold, hold, stop, stop, <laughs> stop. How many square feet? 112,000 square feet. We're, we've, we've moved several times. Like every three years, we run out of space. So I'm tired of moving. So we built big. And I don't plan on moving for a long time, I hope. So, uh, yeah, we're moving the first of the year. We're, we're under construction right now, and we're excited as hell about it. That's insane. What are you going to do with 112,000 square feet? Like, what? You More CNC machines, five-axis machines? Like, what's the plan for, for Worldly Custom Fab? Well, the whole intention is we've always bought in-house. As much as we can do in-house, um, we start... Oh, wait a minute. I thought all of your stuff was from China. I'm, I'm, I'm screwing with you. I know I know it's made here because I've said it on the forums. Yeah, no, everything about us is made in the USA. You know, we're big, uh, built in the USA. That's everything. It's all handmade in-house. We powder coat in-house. We machine in-house. We engineer in-house. We test. We R&D. Uh, everything. And we're bringing more equipment in-house. You know, we're going to have lasers. We're going to have benders. We're going to have more powder coat equipment. Uh, we want to do more powder coat work. You know, years past, we can barely keep up doing our own powder coat work. We run, we run two shifts uh, six days a week in powder powder coat and we still can't keep up. It still takes six weeks to get parts from us. So the new shop is going to have more ovens and more booths and we want to do more powder coat to try and get the lead times down and just bring more manufacturing in-house is the whole goal. So we hope to fill it up. It might take a couple years, but we'll see what happens. See where it takes us. Wow. I'm just in awe of the success. You started this business in what year? Uh, we started in 2009, 2010. It was it was official in 2010, 2011, but we, we the 10 year anniversary was last year. We had our anniversary truck pull and uh, this is year 11 right now. And how did you bring on your first employee? Do you remember that day was just you building something, your twin turbo kit, right? Yeah. And then at what point did you decide this is a business I need to hire someone? My brothers. My brothers are my first employee as well as my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. Um, He was construction, working full time, and he would get off work and then come to work for me at night. I was still working a full-time job, and it was it was a second shift deal for several years, just working late at night. And I finally made my brother like, hey, it's time to do this. And we went from no employees to five employees, and it's just been accelerated ever since. Only because because I work for banks, and I'm really aware of your, your boost tube systems, things like that, um, your tubular metal parts, but you've got so much, you have air, you know, intake, cold air intakes, things like that. What do you? What does the the average consumer know you for? I feel like I'm an insider. So, from your point of view, you're seeing the sales, right? You yep. know what's moving. What's the most popular, worthy product? Yeah, I mean, the big stuff for us is everyone loves traction bars, and they love the intercooler pipes. We got a lot of dress-up parts that you would never think of it, but our, our upper coolant pipes, our brake master cylinder covers, um, our splash shields, our bumper spacers, just a lot of. Uh, intricate items, like little things that, that make life easier. You know, guys lifting trucks, spacing the bumper forward. Um, the little bumper grills for the Chevys and, uh, Chevys and GMCs for the front end. They got the big open hole where the trans cooler gets destroyed from on the road. Just little stuff to make life better um, and, and looks. You know, obviously a lot of the stuff looks good. A lot of the underhood components, you know, the turbo kits and the piping as it goes a long way. The intakes, the intake horns, uh, up pipes, um, billet exhaust manifolds, turbo down pipes, all that good stuff. 
And so if I want, can I order any color under the sun or do you limit me and say, here, here are the 20 colors that we have access to at this moment? So we've got, if, you, if you're looking for colors, we've got about 50 or 60 colors you can pick from that we call our, our normal in stock, but we have a custom line. You pay a little extra for the custom line, we can get anything under the sun. There's 5,000 plus different colors to pick from. You pay a little extra, you can get anything you want, um, but we've got about 50, 60 colors that are, that are in stock and available to be coated. And if it's not in, if it's not one of those selected colors, you're paying a little extra, we're bringing the powder in just for you and we're coating it special for you. Is that a massive pain in the ass? Like, can you make money or is that just you're being cool for the customer? Oh, it's a royal pain in the ass, but we do it for the customer because that's what sets us apart. There's not a lot of guys that do that and guys will spend the extra money and wait the extra time because they're getting something that nobody else has. It's funny because on Instagram, I see all the time, they'll say, hey, look at my WC Fab, blah, blah, blah. And it's in custom XYZ color. And they're so proud. The fact that they waited the time and got in some bizarre lime green with metallic purple or something in it, you know? Yeah, there's colors with three coats and four coats. Just ridiculous. My, my one younger brother, Mitch, runs a powder coat shop. And I can't even keep straight all the colors he has. And he'll roll them off his tongue. He knows them. You know, he, he, it's a Bible to him. And it's just, it blows my mind. Yeah, people, I want this base and that top and that clear. And they just, they got it all figured they know what they want and they come to us to get it done that's awesome man well, we, ha we have a lot more to talk about what I'm going to do is pause here because I want to have Holman help me interview you and we're going to have to do it on the phone so we'll catch you up in the next couple weeks we'll do a, an official interview it'll be on the phone but we need to spend some real time with you and because uh, we love nothing more if you listen to Truck Show Podcast you know that we totally get off on entrepreneurs and literally that's you I mean you started as a, as a kid that couldn't even make it through college you're like this is so freaking boring I need to go work with my hands you did it and you now we're moving into a 112,000 square foot building and it's because you can afford to do that that's that's a rags the richest story we need to follow up on so Jason I'm gonna let you get back and sell some more swag but in the meantime thank you thanks Jay I look forward to having a conversation with you on the phone a little longer awesome talk soon <laughs> Holman you will never guess who I ran into I want you to guess who do you think I would have ran into here at Daytona truck me Jordan Mulbauer I mean, that, yeah, we have already established that. Now, uh, Kevin Stearns. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's been on our show before. Uh, and he told where? me that he was out there. Okay. I don't know if I ran into Kevin our, Stearns. Uh, KOH Racer Friends. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Maybe I did run into him. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> Sure, remember. Kevin. Yeah. We were hanging out, yeah, drinking sure the margarita. Uh, who did you run into at Daytona Truck Meet? Let me play it for you. Holman, you'll never believe who I just ran into. Kidney Boy is here. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I forget your real Man. name. Nick. Nick. You mean you Nick the Kidney Boy? Ah, uh, Kidney Boy. Yeah, uh, you love how I call him Kid. <laughs> kidney. So is it Kid Kid Boy? Is that yeah. is a shortened name now? Kid and Play. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. You made it down here. You I were did. coming from, like, uh, I don't know, Alaska or somewhere, right? <laughs> Yeah, New York. New York. Ah, it's the same. Whatever. It's thousands of miles. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> So you made it down here. Where's the posse? Where's where's mom and all that? Uh, they came yesterday. Okay. Yep. Oh, so it was too hot and uh, yeah. for them, right? And they yep. they're where at the hotel in the air yeah. conditioning. Yep. Yep. They're sitting at home in the air conditioning. And so, <laughs> did you just roll in? Because this is the main gate right here. Yeah. No, I my truck's down there, but yeah, we just came in. Got it. What do you think so far? I love it. I'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. After this many years wanting to come down, is it everything that you had dreamt of? Yeah, just about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's not enough excitement in that voice. <laughs> he sounds a little hoarse. Have you been yelling? No, no, no. Now, did you guys go out and party or anything last night? Or oh, what's yeah. the story? You did? Yeah. Where'd you go? Down to the beach? Uh, no, we were at the after party, and then we went over, yeah, down to the beach after they kicked us out. 
Oh, so you're in the parking lot at one, at one Daytona? Yeah, yep. God, that was bonkers. I was leaving at like 9.45, and the line to get into the parking lot was, I don't know, 750 trucks deep? Yeah, it was crazy. Now, were you part of that dance party that was happening in the back right corner over there? Yeah, I was in the circle. The <laughs> Wait, you weren't the guy doing the worm, were you? Oh, no, 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 no. He was wearing a crazy purple shirt. Like, that guy just didn't give two Fs. He was just going to do the worm no matter what. Did you see that guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw him. Ridiculous. <laughs> it was a tilt-up bed, and, like, I don't know what kind of truck. Just a beat-up Silverado, but... It, the whole bed tilted up like a dump bed, and it just had speakers facing towards the crowd. Yeah, and was, was it the craziest piercing mid-bass you've ever heard? Yeah, that was that was a crazy setup. I forgot. Now, your story, if for those who don't recall, uh, we had Jordan on the phone, and Jordan was giving away a VIP package to be out here and, and hang as part of the part of the group at uh, Daytona Truck Me. And we uh, we went through about, I don't know, 30 or 40 voicemails to the uh, five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. And yours was one of them. And you gave us this really incredible story about how you had had issues with your kidneys and you wanted to come down the last couple of years and you couldn't because you had the medical problems and your mother was the one, I think, that donated a kidney to you? Yep. And Yeah, she was the one that gave me the kidney. Got yep. It. And, and everyone's fully recovered? Yep. Yeah, we're all, we're all great now. Okay. So. Did it bring you closer together as a family? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a difficult time to go through it and it definitely helped with everything. It was an experience for sure. <laughs> to say the least, yes. Yeah, I yeah. haven't had any organ transplant, so I can't relate, luckily. Yeah, yeah. Although I might need a new liver after this weekend. <laughs> That's entirely possible. <laughs> right. Alright, well uh, remind me what your truck is. Uh, it's a twenty thirteen Sierra. Now, how inspired are you as of yesterday and today with all these trucks? Like, do you just want to go back and do more stuff to it? Oh, yeah, I made a list. <laughs> I've, I've just been running through, you know, I see uh, the first first night, Thursday night, I kind of just walked around and just made a list in my phone of everything that other people did that I want to do on my truck now. So it's it's kind of, it's getting, it's getting up there. Nice. <laughs> All right, well, we'll follow along with the build. What's your Instagram for the truck? Uh, it's 315 underscore redneck1. 315 underscore redneck1. Yep. A.K.A. Kidney Boy. Yep. All right, perfect. <laughs> and Jordan, thanks for teaming us up with Kidney. Hey, no problem, you know. Six, what is it, 657-6105? No, 657-205-6105. 617-205-6105. Let's do it together. We're going to do five-star. 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 Hotline. We're horrible. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, uh, I'm definitely uh, considering him as my new partner on the Truck Show podcast. Jordan Mulbauer of uh, Daytona Truck Team, really? I as think he'd be great. Yeah. He's going to replace me. Yeah, he's going to be the update guy and uh, eventually replace you. I told him, by the way, that uh, I think your updates are better than his. When I say, update! They are. They're, uh, they're snappier. Update. Yeah, they're good. No, it's good. It. I think yeah, we need to have an update off when he comes out here. An update off. Uh, and he is coming out here this uh, summer yeah. at some so point. So he says. So he says. Well, I, he, I do believe him, but I told him that I'm going to take a few days off work and so are you because we owe him an Our actual tour. Gratitude and time. Mm -hmm. I think what we need to do is uh, one night at my house, we'll have a little shindig and then we do another little shindig at your house for... Uh, your dark Dr Pepper barbecue sauce, uh, whatever you do, well, if that, he comes uh, briskets in, or whatever you make. If he uh, makes his trip out in August, he can come during my party. What's your party? Oh, your my, annual party. My annual party. Oh, the man party. Oh, it's not a man party. It's an everyone party. No, it's an everyone party. Got it. Music and barbecue. Yeah, I like that. You just gotta give him the dates. Make his trip then. 
That's a good. That's good timing. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll put them up somewhere in Huntington, down by the water. Uh, okay, and that would be good. You will put them up. Thank you. That's a very generous of you. <laughs> I think he'll put himself up. Okay. Use some of that uh, that uh, Daytona truck money they're rolling in right now. Yeah, I uh, all I know is if he's coming to my house and eating my food, he's bringing me the booze. And he said he had a bottle he wanted to share with me that I did not get to partake in. You know so. what's funny is he did not uh, share any with me because he knows I'm not a connoisseur. Yeah, he, he didn't even he, offer. He wouldn't even waste that on you. No, but I I I. I I didn't bust him. I'm like, no, I, I get it. I yeah, get it. No, I don't even. I wouldn't even know what I was drinking. Yeah, you wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, enough of this Daytona truck meet. Uh, we've only uh, gotten two and a half hours into the show. I uh, <laughs> I, I feel bad because uh, last week we had to pre-record and a bunch of truck news came out and we had a bunch of information on the new little Ford Maverick pickup truck, which is or isn't a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have that argument or we could just tell you the facts, but we had to cut it out of the show because our show launched a day before embargo. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! That was all right. Was, yeah, it was not bad. It was good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, Ford finally released their uh, highly anticipated 2022 Ford Maverick information. Did you see all of the renderings that people yeah, were doing? They were slamming it. They were putting up in the air. They were all kind of wacky stuff. Basically, it's a ridgeline, but smaller. It's based on the Bronco Sport and Escape platform. It's actually a pretty cool little truck. I don't know that I like the front as much as I like the rest of the truck. You didn't feel it was too Ridgeline-esque? It definitely is. Uh, I, I think Ford did a good job with how they used black plastic on the bed rail top to kind of you know uh, make the bed rail look lower and hide the fact that it's a unibody pickup. Um, it's just uh, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of it until I saw the starting price and what you get for it. It's in the twenties, isn't it? Uh, with destination charge, it is. But the uh, the starting price is. Uh, it is a uh, measly $19,995. Dang. That is, that's nothing. And then destination will get you over 20 but still under 20 starting price. Now, are they selling uh, more used now than they are new? Well, because there's not enough news sitting out there. I was in uh, <laughs> Detroit uh, last week driving the new uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee L, which, oh my God, is that nice. Wow. What does wow. the L mean? Long base? Well, it's a, Long wheel it's base? a three row. Okay. And uh, on the new platform. And it is amazing. Really incredible. Uh, and then I'm heading out to uh, Austin next week to drive the new Bronco. Oh, really? And Ford may have thrown me a bone where I'm going out a couple days early to drive it first before any other journalist in the country. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Moving right along. Wait, no, 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 hold on a second. Wait, what? why, hold on. I was, I was, I was taken aback like, oh, he's going to drive it first. But wait, I, I thought that we have seen the actual Bronco like in Moab and some other places and people Not have driven, driven it. Nope. There are no drive impressions out and no journalists have driven it. Oh, so it's They've just given four, rides oh. from Ford employees and things like that. But uh, drive impressions and all this will be the first time that it gets out and the first time that there'll be any official information on how it drives. If you drive it first, will you race and publicize uh, your review I'm moving first? right along into the Ford Maverick here. Damn. So for a uh, starting price of $19,995, uh, you will get a Super Crew with a short bed, four and a half foot bed. Um, so it's a little guy. The Maverick will be available in three trims, XL, XLT, and Lariat. And you'll also be able to overlay an FX4 uh, off-road package on top of it. Now, the standard engine, if you can believe this, 
is a 2.5 liter Atkinson four-cylinder with a plug-in hybrid powertrain, rated at 162 horsepower, 155 torque, and when combined with the electric motor, the whole system will have an output of 191 horsepower for under 20 grand. Torque will go up to 173, and they're saying it has better fuel economy than a Honda Civic. Right. <laughs> I mean, dude. That's a hell of a proposition for twenty grand. Uh, what's the? Will it fit a uh, sheet of plywood in the back? Will it? Is it a full four foot wide? Do you know? No, it's 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 narrow. It's not. It doesn't have a traditional pick. It's narrow. It's shorter. Okay. But you can fit a quad or motorcycles, mountain bikes, all that kind of stuff with the, the tailgate down. With the tailgate down. Yeah. And they're saying around forty miles per gallon. I mean, come on. Wow. As you would say, come on with your come on. So that sort of endeared me to it a little bit. I, I, I got less angry about it. It's mm-hmm. sort of the things that I don't love about a pickup truck that's unibody and fully independent suspension and all that kind of stuff. But for what it is and the price point, now you also have an optional engine above the standard uh, hybrid, and that is the two-liter straight-four EcoBoost uh, made it to a traditional eight-speed automatic. The two-liter will be rated at 250 horsepower and 277 pound-feet of torque. That ain't true! Nope. That's not true! No, it's not. So get your facts straight. And you can get it with all-wheel drive. I wonder what the uh, price tag comes in with uh, that configuration. Fully loaded first edition is about 38 Okay, reasonable. Pretty reasonable. Sure. Ford says they expect the Maverick to have a range of about uh, 500 miles from its nearly 14-gallon tank. And uh, the Maverick's fuel tank has been moved rearward of the passenger compartment. Uh, as you know, traditional pickup truck fuel tanks are located under the cab bed, typically along the passenger side. All-wheel drive is optional. Four-wheel drive is not, so there's no two-speed transfer case with a low range. But it would be a good, like, all-weather, you know, mountain car or something like that. It's going to explode in places like Colorado. Uh, Colorado, the Northeast, Big Bear, you know, places like that, absolutely. Ford has told us that the all-wheel drive model gets a rear suspension that's different from the one in the front-wheel drive Mavericks. And standard front-wheel drive Maverick pickup trucks will come with an independent twist beam rear suspension while all-wheel drive models upgrade to an independent multi-link trailing arm. And then uh, the FX4 models replace the standard twin tube rear shocks with monotubes with hydraulic rebound stops. And uh, the Maverick can also tow and haul. They can tow up to 2,000 pounds. So that's enough for a couple of you know personal wa- watercraft or a small utility trailer. Uh, One of those little, little uh, teardrop uh, yeah, you get trailers well, that you could okay. camp in. So with the 2-liter max tow package, that takes the towing ability to 4,000 pounds. No kidding. That's pretty, that's pretty damn good. And still get more than 30 miles per gallon, probably? I'm going to stump you here, though. How does that compare to a Ridgeline? Uh, Ridgeline's 5,000 pounds, but they're not in the same class. So it's it's not really an apples-to-apples comparison. The Ridgeline is more in line with the mid-sized trucks like a Ranger, Tacoma, okay. versus this guy is sub that. This is These things are going to be uh, cool, but very small. Uh, so the other competitor in its class uh, will be like the 22 Hyundai Santa Cruz. Uh, the Maverick comes up a bit short in base trim. The 22 Santa Cruz has the ability to tow 3,500 pounds, which is 1,500 pounds more than the Maverick. Jumping up to the premium engine Santa Cruz will be 5,000 pounds of towing, which is 1,000 pounds more than the Maverick. And the Santa Cruz offers a uh, payload of 1,700 pounds, which is just a little bit more than the Maverick. Although uh, Ford's saying that this is right size for the city, the Maverick Super Crew short bed configuration is 199.7 inches long and 68 inches tall. They couldn't just make it 200. When compared to other Ford (laughs) trucks, the Maverick has a foot less length than the Ranger and is four feet shorter than the F-250 Super Duty. Uh, Maverick also has seven inches less overall height than F-150 
and has a turning circle of just 40 feet, which is about the same as the average mid-size sedan. <coughs> Since it's kind of based on one. And uh, Maverick has a curb weight of just 3,700 pounds. Now, hmm. uh, four designers and engineers went to great lengths to make sure the 22 Maverick bed was useful. The Maverick bed is four feet long, touch more than four feet wide. I guess you put a standard width uh, plywood, plywood, yeah, yeah. but not, not yeah. the length. Uh, and the lifting height's only uh, uh, about 30 inches off the ground, and the bed sides are low enough that most adults can easily reach over and pick up ob- objects off mm-hmm. the bed floor. Uh, what about approach and departure angles? Will it go into a driveway? Yes, it'll go into a driveway. <laughs> uh, the flex bed tailgate can be secured in the middle position, turning it into a double-tiered bed, mm-hmm. and uh, it's rated at 400 pounds of load when it's in that position. Does it come with a scissor or dump bed? Uh, it doesn't, but uh, I, I don't think you'll ever see that because that mean the, means the whole thing will uh, break in <laughs> half apart. as it does that. You right? just have to cut it down the middle. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> Someone the fir- who does that is going to be first awesome. Guy, yeah, the first guy who does that and gets it to uh, uh-huh. push the right button and come back together is going to be my, my who's hero. Gonna, who's going to make it mid-engine and like LS swap it? Uh, nobody. No one? Nobody. You're wrong. Uh, let's see. The uh, 2022 Ford Maverick, 8-inch center touchscreen with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, Ford Pass Connect with Wi-Fi, uh, 4.2-inch driver information screen is standard. A 6.5-inch screen is optional. You get USB ports. You get wireless charging pad, LED headlamps, power windows, power locks, keyless entry. And, of course, uh, like I said, the uh, the first edition uh, will be around $38,000, and it'll be uh, built as a Lariat trim level. Include a unique hood and lower door graphics, high-gloss black painted roof, soft tonneau cover, body-colored door handles, mirror caps, gloss black painted, and machined 18-inch aluminum wheels. The EcoBoost models get the 17s. Maverick first edition trucks will be offered in either carbonized gray, Area 51, and rapid red. And you can uh, place your reservation today at Ford.com. Okay. All right. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty of what's actually in the off-road package. So the FX4 package uh, can be added to either uh, XLT or Lariat. Must be equipped with all-wheel drive and have the optional 2-liter EcoBoost. Features uh, underbody skid plating, larger 235, 65, 17 all-terrain tires, unique wheels, hill descent control, off-road focused drive modes like mud, rut, and sand, and, of course, a uh, FX4 bedside graphic. And uh, the Ford says the FX4 gets off-road suspension tuning in quotes, hmm. but uh, it's going to be uh, similar to what's on the Bronco Sport, which is actually surprisingly capable. So uh, if you're looking to do hardcore off-roading, it's not the truck for you. But if you're looking for something to get your mountain bike or quad, you're just, you're just going up. Road, you're going, yeah, you're yeah. going to fire trails, stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? No problem. Okay, perfect. So anyway, huh? There's the uh, the new Ford Maverick. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope, didn't. Looks like uh, Ford finally announced uh, power and torque figures for the 21 F150 Raptor with the uh, 3.5 liter EcoBoost, and it'll retain the same 450 horsepower and 510 pound foot rating for 2021. However, it looks like the torque curves have been massaged for uh, even more low-end power. Uh, okay. I was expecting an upgrade. I mean, weren't we all? Just well, slightly? we got to remember the V8 model's coming next year. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So I'm sure they're uh, focusing all their efforts on making that thing uh, awesome. Ford also says that their lower torque curve uh, allows the Raptor to increase maximum towing to 8,200 pounds, and payload goes up to 1,400 pounds. So uh, there you go on the, uh, on the new Raptor. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope. Uh, the new 2022 Airstream Interstate 24X has arrived. The what? This is the Airstream Adventure van with four-wheel drive, a diesel engine, and loads of luxury. Wait a minute. What are you saying? The Airstream like the trailer company? Yep. So uh, they also have a van line. So this is based on the Mercedes-Benz 3500 
Sprinter chassis. When did this happen, Holman? It just got announced, 2022. Oh, oh, okay. You made it sound like I should have known about this years ago. Uh, 170-inch wheelbase powered by a Mercedes 3-liter turbo diesel engine. Uh, 188 horsepower, 325 pound-feet of torque, and the 2022 Airstream is rated to up to 5,000 pounds. All of the Mercedes-Benz driving and safety features are present, creating a uh, a pleasant and confident experience on and uh, off-road. Not sure how far you'd want to take it off-road, but does it only come uh, in raw metal? Uh, no, nope. But you, it, it is a silvery color. <laughs> the uh, Interstate 24X has a built-in 23-gallon freshwater tank, 24-gallon gray water tank, 11-gallon black water tank. Also has a nearly ten gallon propane tank, and well, did uh, you say only eleven gallon of the uh, the black water and the the, the gray water? Uh, was uh, twenty four gallons of gray water, eleven gallons of black water. Oh, you haven't. That's not uh, enough I, for my I, friend. Leave, right it alone. leave it alone. Gonna leave it alone. Leave it alone. The interstate has a Cummins Onan two point five kilowatt generator. Ooh, which is I pretty love, Oh, dude, the Onan is the Mac Daddy. An advanced power system that includes two hundred amp hour deep cycle lithium battle born batteries, a thirty amp energy management system, two thousand watt power inverter, three hundred watts of flexible solar panels. And an additional 100-watt solar panel for the chassis battery and uh, a whole lot more. The uh, Iridium Silver is the color. Airstream Interstate 24X has four-wheel drive, two-speed transfer case, so it does have low range. And it has uh, Air Ride 6 Midi uh, LT215-85-16 all-terrain tires and protective coating on the wheels. There's also a protective body coating. It's got what they call a Red Rock interior, which uh, includes ample storage system, uh, L-Track storage on the wall, ceiling, and floor. Large rear bed that can be configured four ways, modular table system. Uh, I mean, just on and on and on. I just brought this up because I wanted to know if uh, you had any guesses as to what the new 2022 Airstream Interstate 24X will cost you. Yes, I'm going to take a guess. It's going to start at $165,000. Uh, give yourself a buzzer, sir. Oh, shoot. Uh, would you care to guess again? Uh, okay. Uh, it has a 42-inch LED light bar, mm-hmm. uh, LED rear and side lights, mm-hmm. a powered patio awning, and even that has an LED light strip. All right, 125. Give yourself a buzzer. Damn. Let me let me add this. A quiet series 13,500 BTU air conditioner, an efficient hydronic timber oh, light so furnace and hot water system. You're adding more, so it must be more. I was off. A so microwave. 185. A 5 cubic foot, 12 volt refrigerator. 185. 1.6 uh, cubic foot freezer. 186. Uh, it has Airstream on the side of it. $190,000. It's rugged enough to thrive in harsh environments, yet refined enough to keep adventures lavishly pampered. $201,000. It's luxury off-gridding in a 4x4 Airstream <laughs> van lightning. I'm not going more than $201,000. Give yourself a buzzer, sir. The uh, price? $213,850. I was so close. Try again. (laughs) Yes, nearly a quarter million dollars. Can we have a moment of silence for that number? Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Uh, Our friends over at Toyota have been teasing little bits and pieces of the next generation Tundra, and I keep hearing that this thing is going to be awesome. So are they showing like a nut and a bolt? Uh, Now it's the engine cover. The engine cover. The engine cover. And it Does says, that indicate uh, twin turbos? It says iForce Max emblazoned right across the top of it. Mm. Uh, today's Tundra has a 5.7 liter V8 and uh, it has powered the Tundra since 1999. 
Toyota says there's a next generation of iForce powertrains on the way, slated for the 22 Tundra. The question is, what does that mean? So uh, they haven't given us a definitive yay or nay about uh, our speculation, but we believe it is the same 3.5-liter twin-turbo V6 that is uh, in the 2022 Land Cruiser that just got announced. The uh, iForce Max has the V35A-FTS designation and puts out 409 horsepower and 479 pound-feet of torque. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. Especially torque. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? I mean, no. No. No, I didn't. Uh, Lordstown Motors, the electric startup that is having lots of uh, issues. You mean the one that said, uh, we're out of money and we're going away? Oh, wait, I was just kidding. Now we're back. Uh, The CEO and CFO apparently resigned amid the funding crunch. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and inaccurate pre-order statements and other mumbo jumbo. Right, but then and then so the stock crashed, and then they and then uh, uh, when we're recording this this morning, they announced, oh, we're we're not, we were just kidding, and we're here to stay, and the stock skyrocketed. So what's interesting about that is uh, GM made an investment and sold them the plant, but now GM is saying, hey, we're going to have more battery plants being uh, built, and you're going, I bet I know where. So are mm. they going to foreclose on it and take the plant back? Ooh, the inquiring minds exactly. want to know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, I didn't. Wow, that was very uh, <laughs> metal of you. Uh-huh. Jeep teased a photo, and it appears to be- Were they topless? It was topless, yes. Oh, really? Good. They teased a photo, and it appears to be a gladiator. It's an interior photo on their Facebook page. But if you look at the rearview mirror, it appears- that it's a gladiator. So it's like this interior photo of a 4xe, but the vehicle's a gladiator. Are they teasing a plug-in gladiator coming up? Yes. I think you're right. Yes, they are. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, I did not. Uh, Ford Bronco production has kicked off. So all of you uh, listeners who've been anxiously awaiting your new Bronco, production has started. Minus chips. And they will be, uh, <laughs> They well, no. I, I, they have chips now in stock? Well, some people do. Okay. For some products. It's, it doesn't affect everything. Although when I was in Detroit, I saw about 5,000 F-150s in a lot as I drove by. Ouch. It was like, whoa. Uh, 2021 Ford Bronco production kicked off uh, following hardtop delays. Uh, obviously, the pandemic has caused supply issues outside of chips. So some buyers won't have build dates. I think you'll see the soft top people and the basic hard top people will probably get their uh, their vehicles first. Uh, but uh, hey, it's coming. There should be a dealerships by the end of the month. So you guys who are first on the list, you should be getting your, uh, your Broncos soon. Hashtag, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, no, I didn't. That's the end of our show. All right, Holman, I'm curious. Grade me 1 to 10, 10 being best on my Daytona truck meet interview skills. 7.9. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. I thought you were going to give me like a four. No, no, you did good. You did good. I don't know if you carried the whole show, but uh, good thing Jordan was in there. I got my eye on that kid. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's going to be a great podcast. I mean, when I uh, die of obesity or something like that, you just... Uh, Plug him right in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jordan, where are you? We need you. Now? No, we should start We should start training him. Uh, he's already in training. Okay. Right. No, well, I, mean, I mean, I tested him out. He's, he's solid. He's, right. he's rock he's solid. solid. Right. I think, we'll I think what we do is I'm going to take some time off, and you can pump him in via these modern uh, phone lines and make him sound really good. And uh, get to be your co-host. Holman and update! That's what it is. 
All right, uh, he's at LBC Lighting. I'm at Sean P. Holman. We are at Truck Show Podcast. Follow us on the socials and uh, interact with us. Uh, one of us usually gets back to you somehow, some way. I've been pretty good on the on the IG. Hey, uh, we need your calls. 657-205-6105. We need to hear from you. Light up that five-star hotline for us, and we will air your uh, comments, questions, concerns, random thoughts, and uh, truck knowledge right here on the Truck Show Podcast. Let's try it. You ready? Yep. Five star. That's where you come in with the next note. Ready? Five star. You're just hanging me out. Ready? I, I'm trying. We but we have a. We already did that. No, we but, have a recording. But I want to do it with you. I did it with Jordan the first time. Oh boy. Okay. Five star. Five star. Five star. Five star. Hotline. Not too bad. It was all right. We, yeah. we're, we're rusty. We're out of sync. We haven't been in the uh, in the studio together for uh, for a couple of weeks. We hey. should be in sync. No, we should not be insane. We should not oh, be. Although they are rich. Yes, they are. Uh, all right. Uh, the other thing we need you guys to do is head over to uh, the Apple Podcast app and please give us a five-star review if you not, love the not show. Based, not based on this show. No, based no, no, Based on no, a no. show that you like. Yeah, ba- listen to the number one show and then basically give us a review. Yeah, you're, yeah listen to your favorite episode. Yeah. And, and then, then have go, good feelings. Yeah. And then go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We're trying to get to 1,000. Guys, the pandemic is coming to a close. This means that we can hopefully get together and party. Well, you, where you live in Huntington Beach, there's no masks. It's masks. No, off. we're done. Right, party. So I think we have a, a spot quasi lined up. I I have a spot. I know you do. I have a spot. Yep, at a brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're well. I think there's two things. One, I want to have a real party like we did before. But prior to that, I want to just like be like, hey, tomorrow lightning and I are be here this time. I'm I'm come, all, come I'm all in, and I I really want to do it in July. Okay. June screwed for me, but I, I want to do it in July. All right, uh, yeah. I, I'm down. I, I, I've got a spot. I, yep. I think uh, I think we can make this happen. Yeah. So if you're in SoCal, or uh, we'll we'll give you guys an episode heads up. I'm going to check with the owner of such establishment and see what it would take to carve off a few tables for us and uh, bring him some business. We got to give some uh, enough warning so if there are people that are in driving distance, they can get here. They can get here. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And we didn't get a chance to hit emails, but we are going to in the next episode. Send us one, please. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We honestly, we love hearing from you guys. If you have a question or comment, send it our way. All right. Uh, we cannot end the show without thanking our uh, awesome sponsors, especially Nissan, who's been with us for over three years now. Yep. So if you're interested in a half ton truck, a Nissan Titan, a Titan XD, what? Well, the best warranty in the business, five year, 100,000 miles. Head over to NissanUSA.com. And guys, what? we're so close to the launch of the new Nissan Frontier. I'm super stoked on that truck. We will bring you everything we can as soon as uh, it gets released here at the end of summer, I believe. Do we have an actual date or we just know it's end of summer? We just know it's end of summer. Okay. So it's, it's coming. We've got, uh, we've got some good news and uh, can't wait to drive uh, the new Frontier. I couldn't help thinking when I was uh, at the, uh, the after party and at one Daytona and watching all these uh, hoopty trucks roll through. There were some nice ones, but the ones that had the Carolina squad, I'm like... Dude, this this guy seriously needs a trip over to uh, AutoZone for some dirt less parts. Like, he's in dire need. Like, just get this thing back to stock. It's so lame. Well, not seriously. stock, just at least level. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, we didn't even cover that in news. We'll have to do that next episode. I'll forget about it. I'm oh, just going to say it yeah, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll have to see what the uh, the latest is on the uh, Carolina squad, and we'll bring it to you guys uh, next show. Yeah, because it's getting outlawed. We'll, we'll cover that. All right, so when you have a Carolina squat, do you think your truck is more likely to overheat? Because all of your uh, radiator fluid drains <laughs> to the back of the engine. And same with the oil, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, probably. And your airflow is probably messed up, because now your fins are uh, like little wings on landing, creating lift. I just don't know how they see the ground, and it just it's all bad. Every, so, every part of the Carolina squat's bad. I haven't seen the Carolina squat in person before. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, is it is it really bad? Well, it's it's, is in, it like var- it's in varying degrees. Right. Well, so I saw one. Uh, well, I probably saw twenty or thirty that the front is about a foot higher than the uh-huh. rear, and then I so saw it was like flying a Cessna. You and then I saw the a couple window? that were three or four feet higher. All right. Well, when that guy uh, blows out his radiator or his water pump <laughs> or messes up his cooling system, he can head over to uh, DuralastParts.com, where Duralast has the uh, water pump timing kits, and uh, it's an inclusive kit for faster, easier installation with coverage for over and with coverage for nearly 50 million vehicles on the road. It includes the water pump, timing belt, balance shaft belt, tensioner pulleys, gaskets, O-ring seals, hydraulic actuator, springs, and hardware were required. Comes with a limited lifetime warranty. Water pump, fan, clutch kits, and thermostats are also available. Head over to your local AutoZone or DuralastParts.com. And all you guys that think it's cool to have a straight pipe truck, not so much. You need to call our friends at Borla before you get a ticket. And it'll still sound as cool as you want. You've got the Touring, S-Type, and Attack Systems. Is that the uh, the Tundra with the 5.7? Yep, that's a 5.7. Oh, man, nice. With that touring system, sounds so good from Borla. All right, well, if you're in the market for a brand new badass exhaust system, whether you want mild or aggressive, they got you covered. T304 stainless steel, a million-mile warranty, no drone guarantee, and made in the U.S. of A. That's uh, Borla.com. And if you go to uh, Borla's YouTube channel, uh, you can check out all the exhausts. They do a really good job of cataloging and uh, showing you what stock and uh, some of their options are for it. So pretty cool there. And finally, Onyx Off-Road, which is a uh, GPS app for your phone for adventurers and off-roaders alike. You know who needs that? The guys with the Carolina squad because they have no idea where they're driving. That's a good point. <laughs> Dude, I'm not joking. I watched a guy drive, Holman, with his head out the driver's side window because he couldn't see where he was driving. Maybe he needs a periscope. Or he needs a camera on the front bumper. Something. Yeah. Well, you can use Onyx Off-Road on your PC or Mac, as well as your Android phone or iOS device. Just uh, download Onyx Off-Road and start your adventure to new places with over 550,000 miles of roads and trails. It'll show you what's open, what's closed, the dates, any vehicle restrictions. The map will light trails up as green when they're open, red, which means they're temporarily closed, and blue, which are featured. Featured trails have been driven by experts, include photos, trail descriptions, and difficulty ratings. Onyx Off-Road includes over 985 million acres of public land across the U.S., and you can see your current location on the map even without service thanks to saved maps. Premium is $29.99 a year for the entire country. Come on, guys. It's less than one take of gas. And Elite offers all the trails and detailed maps plus private landowner info for $99 a year for all 50 states. Head over to onyxmaps.com slash offroad, and you can try Onyx Off-Road free for seven days, and you don't even need your credit card. You must be out of your mind. No, he's serious. Good stuff. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 